Okay, welcome everybody to episode lucky number 13 of the Superhouse Podcast. Thanks for joining us this time. I'm Andrew coming in from Los Angeles. This is James coming in from Los Angeles. This is Johnson coming in from Latvia. There you go. Thank you. This is Maddie, uh, currently in Cincinnati. And this is Stefan in Denver, Colorado. All right. Awesome. So uh, if you remember last time, Yukiko had a, a cliffhanger thing, and guess what? You're still going to have to be hanging on that cliff because <laughs> she, she said Hello? it's, it's going to be a cool little surprise, apparently, but I'm not really sure what exactly it's going to be about. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And um, we're actually going to move right into Maddie's music. This time it's going to be uh, the band Code Orange, and the album is I Am King. Go ahead. Um, I found I uh, I think most of you know here that I am a big fan of Death Wish Records, and uh, they I had seen them on there, and I was I had ended up Johnson. You're being so fucking loud. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna move to the other room. <laughs> Fidgeting around, man. Earthquake test. Maddie, uh, Maddie, what were you saying? I'm done. This is over. I can't do yeah. this. I can't work under. Walk off. <laughs> we had a walk off. Oh, okay. shit. Let's, let's do it live. Wait. Okay. Um, Things are going off the rails. Uh, oh anyway, uh, Code Orange. They used to be called Code Orange Kids. Uh, they have an album before this one that is also equally as good. Uh, but I uh, I had heard about them and listened to them a little bit, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I was working at Half Price Books, and a guy came in with the trade and had this record in, and I was like. This is like fucking fate or something. I have to pick this record up. And instantly just loved it. Uh, these kids look like they're like 12 years old, but they're probably actually like 20 to 22. And they make some great like hardcore slash metal music. Um, uh, I mean, I just think the whole album's really great. I definitely felt like it kind of harkened back to like a lot of stuff I was listening to with you guys in like Superhouse with like Comeback Kid and... Um, uh, like Norma Jean and uh, some of those other kind of like hardcore bands, um, but hearing it through like these like a new perspective of like these twenty somethings was uh, pretty cool. Uh, I also love the title track "I Am King" because I thought my record was skipping when it like starts and then stops, and then it starts again and then it stops. I was like, "What the fuck? I just bought this and it's not working. This is upsetting." Uh, but yeah, they actually just got signed to Roadrunner Records, so they should. I think they have something coming out this year, so that'll be interesting to hear what they sound like on there. Um, and also, side note, uh, half the band is in another band that's kind of like an indie rock band called Adventures. So if you didn't take this, but you want something a little more indie rock, check out that band. And what did you guys think? <laughs> Stefan, go ahead. <laughs> you, um, I only listened to it twice. And I love it. It's fucking incredible. Uh, this time I was listening to it right before the show, and I got to the track "My World," um, and it's just like 
it's super it's like chunky as hell uh and it like sledges along certain points which i've gotten into a lot more lately like the slower kind of grind um doomy kind of thing but around surrounding those like really chunky moments you have this like i don't know it's just like ripping fucking guitars and drums and there's just like fiery rage in that dude's lyrics uh i don't remember what track of the last one that i i liked dreams and inertia a lot like after you get past because when it first started i was just like this is so maddie um you know and this is like so like a lot of that hardcore stuff i ended up go getting not so much into hardcore but like i knew i had an ear for it like blood brothers and converge and norma Jean and stuff but um at, it first started like that but then as it got more into it and you could see how they let a lot of their influences kind of just flow and like maddie's saying they're young they're really young so for, for our ears it's like a hybrid of different styles but i bet for their generation they're just like this shit fucking rips so hard so yes. i i love i loved it i'm gonna give it more <laughs> listens for sure um the cover made me think it was like gonna be like a punk more punk on the punk side kind of album but yeah, um, yeah yeah i like how they mixed up their hardcore elements because it's like it's like it's like young kids who listen to good hardcore not just like knockoff shit or like second or third generation like those kids who really have a good ear for it make it and but also probably listen to a bunch of great metal as well it's fucking awesome did you listen to it johnson <clears throat> uh no i didn't get a chance all right james <laughs> I did uh, listen to most of it. Unfortunately, I didn't like it as I did get to listen finally to Death Heaven. I I actually enjoyed that a lot more. Moving on. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like listening to a bunch of these uh, metal albums, like I've come to realize, like I just don't really care too much about screaming uh, in metal music as much. It depends oh, on like man. how it is. <laughs> But yeah. it's like, it's this... me personally, like, I can understand, like, Death Heaven, I feel like, uh, they, it was some, just something about it where it sounded a lot better compared to this, to me, and where, yeah. if I can tend to hear more of the lyrics still, I'll enjoy it. Like, I can understand it being, like, uh, an extra instrument in, uh, the song rather than just having more lyrics, but, uh, personally for me, it's like, you know, I still, like, enjoy stuff more, like, Macedon, which they do that as well, uh, but like not as much. And usually, if it's used to accentuate uh, a point in the song or anything, I can still really enjoy that. But personally, for me, it's like if it's just going over the entire song, like I I tend to like really enjoy uh, the music, uh, but yet like for me, uh, sometimes it just like takes that away a lot of times. So wait a second, James. You still like metal, though, right? Oh yeah. Can I can I, can I say something to that? <laughs> can I say something to that? Sure. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, <laughs> I, I have I have just decided. I have just decided. I have just decided that that that's a personal project of mine, James. Is uh to get you on an album with screaming that you personally right like love. i said it's uh, um like but what i wanted to say was i'm okay with but like right uh, i think also maybe i just was in the right mood to listen to it as well yeah i just wanted to say that for people listening um 
people who aren't really into metal or because I, I try and sell people on metal all the time because I like I feel like I've gotten such great personal uh, um, what just good shit from metal, enjoyment basically. enjoyment and enjoyment like yes like I felt like really deep levels of enjoyment but anyway um, so what I what I want to say to that is that um, it take it took me a little while and like certain bands to kind of ease me into that but like now i'll listen to like some of the most cacophonous shit but still like you you start to gain an ear for some of that that choppy screaming because like most i think to what you were saying like most people think it's just like well i can't understand what they're saying because of the way they're saying it um but there are lyrics back there and some listen to black dahlia murders first like four albums that dude is a motherfucking poet uh, but you won't know unless you know it like grows on you. So that's yeah. my pitch, and I'm I'm selling it. <laughs> I believe this yeah. harkens back to Camera Noise episode two. Am I incorrect in saying that? Um, no, I don't remember. <laughs> you guys actually talk about like not a song or a band, but you're talking about like metal in general and how people like yeah. how screaming can turn them off. So well, yeah, it bugs to... me because I get it. <laughs> because i think i think it's just like there's a moment like that clicks off and you're just like oh my god and it's like it's something about the cadence in which it's spoken and the like the visceral part that it you ex like perceive that w lyric in or whatever um but i'm gonna come up with some suggestions james i want you to <laughs> do a lot we're gonna line them up and knock them down yeah definitely <laughs> until until you're it. just like this fucking track rips you know? yeah <laughs> well it's like anyway yeah I, I tend to like really like a lot older like 70s metal stuff too like all Iron right. Maiden, oh, black sabbath yeah. stuff right. like that cool so. see that's this is yes it's gonna be okay we're gonna yeah. get through this it's gonna be okay. <laughs> and like i said i i did enjoy deaf heaven as well yeah finally something <laughs> Thank the well, Lord. Don't be, don't be so hard on him, Maddie. That's the, that's the project. No, I, it's all right. It's, we'll get through it. <laughs> I've not given up on change yet. <laughs> that's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> oh my God. Andrew, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I liked it. it. It kind of felt like, like you said, it was like. Hardcore kids that were like really branching out, yeah. And the cover looks like it's from the '90s in a really good way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's like it's basically hard, more hardcore than metal in a lot of most of the album. Um, Definitely and, in the vocals. And I gotta tell you, like, even though I'm not a tough guy at all myself, I do like that tough guy hardcore sound. Yeah. And it had that, so I I did like that a lot, and. Uh, what else can I say about it? Um, yeah, it was pretty good overall. When I listened to this uh, for like first time all the way through, probably like second or third time, I was like listening to it and I was like, oh shit, if we were in Superhouse, I would run downstairs, burst into your room, Andrew, and be like, <laughs> dude, you gotta hear this fucking record. Because like, I you will like love it, it. Yeah, I just felt like it was a lot of stuff you'd like, I mean, like you introduced to me like Comeback Kid and like, I just felt like I had a lot of those same elements of those bands that like we were listening to at Superhouse, and I thought it'd be a fun record to listen to for some of us. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just something that kind of just threw me off. I didn't know what to expect. I only listened to a few tracks, and then like hearing the album in its entirety and their uh, their previous record as well, I was just like, man, these kids get like that hardcore element, and uh, 
I just thought it'd be fun to listen to. I didn't think James would hate it though, but (laughs) (laughs) it's cool too because they're (laughs) they're not staying. They're not staying in hardcore. It seems like if they keep playing, you said they're young, right? Yeah, they're 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 gonna be like branching out in a serious way. Yeah, Yeah. I'm interested to see what their uh, Roadrunner Records debut will sound like. Like, I'm kind of scared that it's on there, but. At the same time, I feel like they probably wouldn't have made the move unless they had like a lot of creative control. Since uh, Deathwish is pretty much known as like a label that's like, do what you got to do. We 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 signed you because you're doing what you're doing. So it'll be cool to see uh, how they're treated on Roadrunner and like production value. And you know, I'm interested to see what happens. And also, I just want to say the song. Spinners of the Herd is a great title for a song. Just yeah. Spinners yeah. of the Herd. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. I like yeah, the uh, um Oh my god, what was I gonna say? Um one thing the Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Something about code orange and metal and fucking Um It was uh I had something I was gonna say about the the metal y bits. They're so like well composed the uh because like i said i'm getting more into like the sludgier kind of sound and stuff like that and i like i like really staccato rhythms um when they're when they're stretched out and just like bled for for every little last ounce of fucking power that they have um but i was going to say something about the cover art or something the way like what you were how saying was 90s, like 90s in a good way 90s in a good way yeah that was like the thing i first immediately because it shaped a lot of what i thought the music was going to be about yeah me too and yeah then, exactly. and then and it's like it's like a fucking journey because it just develops into like something much bigger and maddie's saying it's going to be on roadrunner so like they're gonna have much more production on this next album so it'll be cool to see them try and like stand up to you know albums that are well, there, and the, the thing is, is like, there's nothing really that similar that I could draw to think of, like, compare them to. They have a very, like, stripped down, very distinct sound. It's heavy on the vocals. They're very present. Yeah, um, yeah. And the guitars and the drums are mixed really close together, but the bass is kind of super low and super deep. So it just has, like... Yeah, yeah, it has that like real foreboding kind of feel to it, um, and the album art kind of makes it seem like, you know, and then the album's only like 32 minutes long, so I thought for sure it was going to be a lot quicker throughout and a little bit more hardcore, especially when I started to hear their voices, um, but but the way it shifts so far is cool, and, and hopefully their next album they expand, like you are saying, expand upon some of the ideas that they already have. This is their second album? Yeah, this is their second one. Yeah. They're fucking um, awesome. You should, uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree with you on the artwork. I definitely, I love their like aesthetic uh, for it because it's definitely presents itself as like a hardcore kind of like '90s kind of group. Um, but uh, you should listen to their first uh, Deathwish release, and then um, uh, then their side project, which features I think like three of the members from this band called Adventures, because it is like uh, one of the one of the members in the band is uh, she plays guitar and she's a lady and she sings in the the other group. Um, mm. So it's very interesting to watch them do this kind of like do this hardcore thing slash uh, with this metal stuff really well and then watch them do this kind of like indie kind of pop group also that is equally as good. Weird. 
so these kids are kind of like all over the place and they like have different people come into like the adventures band and like they have another member from uh for code orange so it's kind of interesting at least they're like trying different things and kind of just like well let's see what gets us to the top or just like where we cannot have to worry about money and just make music all day so yeah. um, it, definitely an interesting band it'll it'll be fun to watch them as they like get on roadrunner and then uh i think adventures just had an album come out or is coming out or something but uh definitely it's definitely worth checking these kids out uh def, uh i'm a fan and we'll watch them as they grow <laughs> I'm yeah, it was cool to have like uh, a metal band that like had breakdowns and like some shit that I've been listening to for a long ass time. Like, because we've had, although I've liked a lot of it, but like it's been like kind of more experimental slash Scandinavian type shit. So for me, I like I liked hearing this kind of sound again. I did it for you, Andrew. I did it for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. It definitely has that like bar fight kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, I like you know, that. You know, it's, it's like raw in a way because, like, a lot of metal, a lot of the trends in metal, especially, like, the stuff that takes off. I'm a huge fan of Mastodon, but it's certainly something that, um, you know, the catchier the riff, the more that that song is going to stand distinctly against a whole album. Um, so a lot of times I think another reason why metal is difficult to get into initially is because you got to kind of wait a little bit. you got to be patient for it to take shape as opposed to it just being like riff and melody um, in the lyrics or in the singing or whatever. I'm going to so, call back again. Sorry, uh, no, am I interrupting you? I'm no, going to call back again to uh, uh, the camera noise episode. You guys mentioned that band Fallujah. I listened yeah. to them as well. Yeah. I'm changing the subject a bit, but that was, they were fucking awesome. Yeah. I really yeah, liked like, them. Well, the way that they mix up genre is like they those guys like play like jazz fusion in certain parts and then they'll play like a folky baroque guitar in certain parts and then they'll be the dude when he does his solos they're straight up japan metal all i can think of is like fighter jets flying through the <laughs> sky fighting off aliens and shit you know what i mean it's just like the landscapes that that band creates the first time i found out about them was the album before this the song carved in stone it has everything you could possibly want in any metal song without going into like the land of corny or or you know going yeah. way too over the top with it they just like they're such good musicians and they when i first read about them the dude was just like these guys fucking just transform metal and i was just like what whatever and then i listened to it and i was just like damn like i can't find anything else like that exactly but that's why metal right now is so great because you could have so many bands that are like because style doesn't mean anything more anymore it's just like what you do with it and anyway Fallujah fucking kills. Yeah, I'm I'm not like a huge Dream Theater fan. I did like Tool, of course, uh, but yeah. and I like Yes, kind of. But it seems like I don't know. Other than like two, maybe two or three bands, I'm not a huge prog rock guy. But I I right. thought they were fucking great, and yeah. I would like to see what else. Well, they that's do the thing is the is the way. Sorry, but the, the way that yeah. they um. The way that they use those conventions of each different type of genre that they might be pulling from is so consistent throughout. It's it, it all flows so well together that they don't they stay in their own sound. They don't ever really like jump out to like, oh, this is our prog rocky part and then this is our fucking death metal part. It's just like a consistent flow throughout, you know, and I think that's what makes them kind of stand out against any bands that may be similar, like bands you referenced. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, they just kind of like, just when it starts to get really proggy, it fucking becomes doomy. And then, you know, just when it's too doomy, it becomes fucking black metal. And they just kind of float around and all these, they're just fucking such like versatile musicians. And then the one guy will be doing like some jazz all of a sudden. It's unbelievable. Can you give me a, a couple of references to what J metal's supposed to sound like, or some um, band names, or something? Dang, I you know baby the metal. the one the one thing. Well, yeah, baby <laughs> metal is one, and that's like kind of new, newer. What's coming out? But the one thing that I draw that comes to mind the most is the video game Blaze Blue. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah. their um their soundtracks they featured like J metal artists through like all these different styles of J metal, and so it just has like. It just has this, like, there's something about it that's just, like, like I said, like, fighter jets. It's technological in some way. It's, like, an organic process that they come about making, like, the guitar solos or just the flow of a Plus it's, metal song. It's, it's kind of uplifting, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's very, like, triumphant yeah, and science yeah. fiction-y, you know? And so that's, yeah. I mean, that's the best way I could describe it. And that yeah. that tends to come up in, in bands like, uh, well... It's like a Joe Satriani thing, you know. It's like it's still like blues derived. Surfing with the alien, uh, you know, kind of the American style, the American style guitar, but it's reinterpreted through what I perceive as being like a J metal sound. Um, and 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 a best way to describe this sound, just to, for a really quick, for a listener, is check out the band Melt Banana. Yeah, well, they're, they're so they're, weird. Well, yeah, they're, well, they're all over the place, and their music is completely abstract, but what they've done, basically, is broke down the sound of that J-metal type of uh, song, and they've stripped it down to just its mere components and made it just textural. So just, if you're willing to go that deep, melt, melt banana. We actually saw them in Savannah. Did, did anybody Was anybody with me yeah. that day? Well, we went to Jacksonville, didn't we? No, they they were at they were in Savannah and like no one knew who they were and then all, then like a few months later they were on the Adult Swim, like they were being featured on Adult Swim. Who messed them? Uh, well they Mel played Banana. a lot too. Mel Banana. Oh, Mel Banana. Mel oh, Banana. That was like one of their first shows in America was in fucking really? Savannah, and I remember Holy like shit. Macedon played before anybody knew who the fuck they were and Baroness and Kylesa played every fucking weekend. Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour Dude, played a lot. Like th don't, that don't scene was nuts. Like, don't say like Baroness and Kylesa like it's a bad thing. I saw your eyes roll. No, 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 no. Kylesa just broke up. So. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't they know did. that. Yeah. Circle I takes the square. That that Savannah oh, scene was like at the forefront, man. Dude, I uh, at work at half price, I was like going through CDs, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is my trash pile," and I was like throwing stuff away and just trying to pick up like some random like Smashing Pumpkins shit that was in there, and I was like, "Oh, cool, I'll take that." And I pick up one, and I was like, "Circle takes the square. Who the fuck threw this away?" <laughs> Who would do that shit? <laughs> and everyone's like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Fuck all y'all." Um, fuck you, bitches! Fuck I went to school yeah. with these. Yeah, you don't know my story. You don't know me. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna go see Baroness on Tuesday. Fuck so, yeah, so. dude! Purple's a great I, album. There's dude, like you I can't. Love for so me, good. for me, it's it's just like that Purple. album is a Purple is ahead of its time somehow. I've listened to it a few I also times. Think, <laughs> I also think Yellow and Green is really good. Yellow and Green is amazing, dude. Those yeah. guys have not a made lot a of bad people album. Hate it. That, a lot of people. And there are peers. Peelers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah, I was all at the same time. 
A lot oh, of people, Lord. A lot of people were like, yellow and green sucks. It's not it's not like red or blue. And I was like, I don't know, man. The more and I didn't like yellow and green when I first heard it. But I, li- well, I was that, like, there's something yeah. in here. I need to listen to it more. So that I sound, listen to it more. That it, sound has man, evolved into into purple. Like purple is just a great rock and roll album. It's like the all so the all American rock and roll album. It's what you do after you almost died in a car crash. Dude, exactly. These motherfuckers, Baroness. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's crazy how that that area in Savannah, like there was that was. Dude, like, they stayed they, at my apartment one time. They Sorry. echoed. They, they 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 like ushered in like a new a new form of metal basically with well, it's a, with yeah, those bands. It's yeah. definitely like Mastodon, Kylesa, <laughs> and uh, Baroness have that like. That All those Southern Georgia bands. Sludge. Yeah, like that Southern Sludge, man. Dude. They just got it. Exactly. All should right, you guys. Listen to, should we listen to Baroness's Purple? Is that the next one? I mean, Maddie, this is your section, so. All right, let's do it. Baroness's Purple. Idea. I'm interested right. cool. what James thinks about this record, though. Yeah, definitely. I've listened to yeah. some of Baroness. I've enjoyed them. Cool. Finally, thank God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, for All me, right. for me to not like one thing. No, <laughs> this man can't like something, Maddie. Is that what is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> we're done. We're done with the music. We're done with the music section. Let's move on to Sexpedition. Oh shit. I think Maddie just ushered that bitch in, so here we go. Let's get started. Sorry, Sorry I took that from you, Andrew, but I no, had to. No, no, definitely. You guys can take on any time. Uh, so uh, Johnson, <laughs> Johnson's oh, like yeah. a deer in headlights. So <laughs> Johnson, this is you plugged this a couple times before, and even the most recent episode. But uh, we wanted to hear a little bit more about that time you went searching for Russian hookers in Busan, <laughs> Korea. <laughs> we have to hear this. Yeah, to hear. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had a I had some markers that need to go out now. Set the stage for us, Johnson. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Russian prostitutes. Um, hold You're on, I'm Co- gonna collect my thoughts. <laughs> You're in Korea with who? Uh, okay. So I was with another friend, not my usual sleigh buddy, but another <laughs> dude that sometimes, you know, we would go out and do stuff. Uh, so Busan is the second biggest city in Korea and it's in the south. So we'd heard stories that right outside the main train station there was like this red light district. Literally just right behind it. There's like a row of buildings and then right behind it like just prostitutes at the wazoo. But uh, we heard they were mostly Russian prostitutes because apparently Russian mob operates down there so they bring them in. <laughs> so me and a friend, we were doing a trip to Busan, and you know, I'd mentioned it like, "Hey, I heard it." Blah blah blah. And he's like, well, "We should check it out." Let's check it out. I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah." So, <laughs> uh, so, so of course, there's a lot of like love motels in that area. So we got one just because we needed a place to stay nearby, and um, so we just started, you know, going around, walking around, and uh, like immediately, it's pretty apparent that. Yeah, this is definitely happening in this area. <laughs> uh, by the way, this area right behind this row of buildings, it was like a Chinatown slash Russia town. So like you'd walk there, you see Chinese writing, you see Russian writing, stuff like that. 
Blade Runner. So, yeah, well, I mean, that's what Korea is. Korea looks like Blade Runner. Uh, so we got the place, so then we go perusing around, and we're just kind of walking around, and we look in the bars, and you see, like, these girls sitting at the bars, and it's, like, some really attractive girls. But uh, I know what the deal is there. Like, the deal is you go there, you don't outright pay for sex. You buy them expensive shots. So you buy them a whiskey shot that's, like, 20 bucks. You know, so you buy them like four of that, and that like equals something. <laughs> but if you take them back to your room, you pay a flat rate, you know, whatever. Uh, so we didn't want to get pressured into anything right away, so we were just kind of walking around, looking around. Um, this one woman that came up and approached us, and she was like, you know, broken English, like, hey, how are you doing tonight, blah, 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 blah. And then immediately, like, immediately, she was like, so you want to make fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and we both looked at each other, and we were like, uh, uh, no, 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 thanks. Her face is just like stone face. She turns immediately around and walks away. <laughs> okay. she, she she's there waste. for the cash, man. Uh, she didn't want to waste a single second on us fucking perusers, you know? <laughs> so, so we keep walking around. We're just then, looking right now. Excuse yeah. Us. So yeah, yeah, we're just looking, and uh, so we come around this corner to this one place that was like open. It was like an open bar, and there were these two like older ladies, and they kind of like pull us in, and we were like, oh, uh, okay, sure, yeah, we'll have a beer. We thought like maybe it was just a bar, maybe they were the madams, I don't know. Uh, but then they start kind of insinuating that. They were the prostitutes, and these women were like 50 or something, like old Russian ladies. So we were like, oh, no, 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 we got to get out of here right now. This is not what we're in for. <laughs> so, so that part was like really awkward. We had to like just get the hell out of there right away. Uh, so then we're kind of walking around. Then we're like, okay, we just want to drink. We just want to go to a regular fucking bar. So we find one where... You know, it didn't look like there were a bunch of prostitutes in there. There was just, like, guys or whatever. So we sit down and have a drink, and there's this Russian dude. He keeps talking to us, like, in Russian. Just like, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, That's looking Russian, at us. by the way. That's Russian. Yeah. And he's just, like, <laughs> looking at us, waiting for a response. And we're just like, uh, I don't speak Russian. Okay, okay. And then he's like. <laughs> Then it, but then he'll, he'll say every once in a while he'll say something we can understand he's like blah, 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 whiskey whiskey yeah whiskey I'm like oh yeah, yeah sure yeah I like whiskey oh Jack Daniels Jack Daniels like okay yeah cool yeah. but this guy just kept on and he was so fucking drunk man like but he just kept speaking to us like in full Russian and uh, he's drunk out of his mind. Um, we left soon after. We go back to our apartment, I mean our hotel, and we're going up to the room, and I see this woman rocking down the stairs, and it's like the hottest fucking chick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just like coming down the stairs. Like obviously she'd finished up with someone, and she walked by, and we were both just like, damn, I wish, how can we find that girl? <laughs> Wait, let's, let's put a pin in that real quick. You just said that it looked like she had just finished with someone. So you were pretty sure she just fucks a dude? 
Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Her hair was like all frazzly and shit. How did you deduce this? <laughs> I mean she's obviously a prostitute Details. coming out of No, she's obviously a prostitute coming down the stairs from a hotel room. I mean, like, come on. Okay, okay, I got it. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. So it was but at that point at that point we were kinda over it. We were tired, so we just went to bed. I later banged some Canadian chick. <laughs> there it is. The goals. It's what I wanted. Johnson, you always deliver. Wait, yeah. so I'm sorry, but you now have to go into detail about that that one. Oh, okay. Because um... <laughs> <laughs> currently this story has not, there's no one had has, has had sex yet. Oh, I yes. told you. This one was a letdown. I told you that. Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's. What happens with I this Canadian chick? I thought you were teasing chick? me. I thought, I thought there was a tease. I thought it was a tease. Uh, okay. Well, this was like the next night, Saturday night. At least um, you didn't pay for it. No, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were, we met one of his friends. We went around because this other guy knew the place. He knew the cool bars to go to. So we eventually went to this one bar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's not much to it. Um, I, oh, we were sitting at the. We were sitting on one side of the bar. It was big, like island. You know, there's like the bar in the middle, and everybody's sitting around it, like big thing. Yeah. Uh, so we're sitting there. My friend's talking to some girl. There's some British guy next to me. I'm talking to him, and I see this chick walk in, like really hot, tall brunette. And I just, she like caught my eye for a second. I was just like, oh, damn. He's like, what? He was, I was like, oh, that chick. He was like, hold on a minute. So he ran over. This guy <laughs> went over and talked to her for me, brought her over. And, you know, we were both pretty much drunk. So, like, we just started, just, like, she was totally cool. We started talking and then started making out in the bar. And then I left my friend. <laughs> Ooh, more, more. Give me more. <laughs> Uh, you know, I totally left my friend in the wind. We didn't have like a hotel room, so he was on his own. Um, but yeah, I went back to her place. <laughs> Did the deed? Wait, so let's. I want to know. I have. To, I always have to know what she looked like. She was brunette. You said. Yeah, tall brunette, like uh, blue, really blue eyes. Uh, nice, like a hot girl, like. You know, if I had to display everyone I've slept with, she would definitely be in, like, the Pantheon. Not just the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, Johnson, I have a question. Yeah. All right, so how many Canadians have you slept with? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. While in, exactly. While, while in Europe. Like, not in America, but just... Europe oh, in Europe? Asia, Asia, right? Yeah, well, in Europe, both times I was with chicks. Like the first time I did my two month trip in Europe, I was with Crazy Face, and now I'm with my girl now. <laughs> but in Asia, I fucking dude, seriously, I don't even know. I lost count. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well that's Canada. A good sounds like you should go to Canada. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you're really you're you're hooking up, man. Dude, Canadian girls are you know they're just they're open to that sort of thing. So how how Dang. fit was she? I want to know like what's the body type here? She's pretty she's fit. Hit. She was like yeah like slim, you know nice build. Maybe. Was she French Canadian or regular? <laughs> nah, Canadian? just just regular Canadians. <laughs> Johnson didn't have time for that bullshit. <laughs> I want to know if she had an accent or not. Nah 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 just 
normal North American accent. Okay. Um, I think I got enough details for now. Thank you. I'll be good for I'll be good for later tonight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, that's Matt, Maddie's agenda revealed. So I think the one I should plug for next time. Uh, me and Crazy Face, we sometimes we would like bang in public places just because. Yes. Yes. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I have also done it was so easy with her. She, she was so like competitive all I had to do was just be like I bet you wouldn't have sex with me in the bathroom and she'd be like watch me I, we challenge accepted yeah yeah so when we were in Europe when we were in Greece uh, another story actually... what <laughs> yeah well this is the plot it's a three parter today everybody three part. okay, okay hold on it. let me tell you let me tell you we banged at the uh, the ruins near the Acropolis Oh shit! We banged on some like thousand-year-old columns. Like, <laughs> That's some ancient ass I'm sure your ancestors are proud. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So that'll be my ancestors are proud for you. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you have Greek in you? No, I don't. It's all uh, Irish. Come on, that's man! It. My last name's Fitzgerald. That's it. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that's I got it. nothing, dude. That's it. Uh, hey, Irish, you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> Johnson, I will say that uh, I did uh, this girl I was working with in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, I met. I was with a friend, and we went out. She's like, "Oh, you should come to this karaoke bar," and I was like, "All right, cool, whatever, fuck it, I'll go," because I've been drinking. And she was just like, she grabbed me and like started making out with me. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Because I'm like your boss and that's fucking weird, but I'm drunk. So Manny, I'm that's your first this. mistake. No uh, doubt. What? No, no. No. Dude, it was fine. But learn from we, the master. Like, when we were, we were I, she was like, hey, let's go back to my place. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So we were walking back and she's like, uh, dude, I, uh, I just got to suck your dick right now. And I was like, uh, we're <laughs> out <laughs> We were just walking on the fucking streets of Chicago. <laughs> and she just like bit, she like got down on her knees on the fucking end of my pants and fucking started going, man. Let me ask you like, a question. Right. Let were me you ask you a question real quick. Let me, did you get down upon bended knee at that point and <laughs> no, propose wait, to this woman? Oh, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought, I, I thought this was a super house podcast. Uh, yeah, my friend. I think Wait, it's a pretty superhouse move to propose to a chick that just said, "Let me suck your dick out of nowhere." Yeah, yeah. Well, Maddie, when you're on the street, what do you you gotta clarify? What do you mean street? Oh, dude, it was like fucking uh, houses around. Uh, we were actually under a lamplight, and I said, "Maybe we should do this somewhere else." But then it just started, and I was like, "All right, fuck it." Wow, did you get some? Rehab? And then I had. I, uh, yeah, I, like, I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, so after that, like, I was like, I had to stop her because I was like, listen, um, we need to go back we to your place. We just met. Because... No, no. <laughs> I was just like, I can't, I'm just, I can't come here. Right? I can't just... show my dick to all these people. No, I don't, I don't That's the real that. issue, isn't it? I don't care about that necessarily. It's oh. just like. Okay. I was just like, I mean, people can see it, whatever. I don't care if it's tiny. Shut up. Um, it's getting, it's getting sucked, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, I was like, uh, 
We'll take it back to your house. Did you come on the street? No, I didn't. I waited until uh, we got. I, I waited until we got back to her place. Oh wow. my god. So you got <laughs> you got a little sucked on the middle of the street and then you were like, I can't finish here and then you went to your apartment? Is that basically what happened? Uh and so Happy Mother's drunk, Day. I, I, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Love my mother. Uh, Maddie, other than the hesitation, perfect. Perfect score. <laughs> Perfect score from, from Johnson, the master. It was it was a good time. Uh, I also had another. Uh, this is going back to our college days. Uh, I I had, the roommate I had when I first went to college. He had been like he he bring this girl over and be like oh and I don't know her real name but her nickname was Mouse and I was like okay well, whatever cool. <laughs> And he was really into her, and I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, uh, she's okay. Like, I'm not super into it. So years progress, and we're all – She, they, it was it was him and her, and they were like, hey, do you want to go to the Jinx? So I was like, sure, whatever. Let's go. Uh, oh, yeah. To clarify for the listeners, the Jinx was you could get in there under 21, drink like a motherfucker, listen to some <laughs> great dance music. And then I'm probably making out with several chicks, maybe going home with one. Wait, Maddie, we used to go there all the time on that '80s dance night or some yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we great. would we would hit on every girl there and get rejected by basically every one of them. <laughs> well, I, I went with um, I, my roommate. My old roommate was driving. I was sitting in the back, and she was in the passenger seat, and she reached her hand around. Like on the uh, on the door side, and like started like tickling my leg, and I was like, "This is weird. What's happening?" And I was like, "Why would you do this as people? Like, oh, maybe she's into me. I don't know. I'm really bad at this, and I'm drunk. So anyway, I'm we're dancing, and she's she's older, and she's like buying drinks and just pouring them down me at this point, and I was like, "I'm so drunk. I don't need any more." And she's like, "She." She like, she kissed me and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. All right, I'm down. Let's do it. what. What are we gonna do? And then she whispered in my ear, I need to suck you off right now. And then we wow. went to his car, got his keys, went into them, and I got a blowjob. It was wonderful. Nice. So wait, this is two different women that yeah. have offered you blowjobs just out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I don't know what I do. I just don't know. <laughs> I will tell you though, in Cincinnati, nothing. Nothing's happening. <laughs> wow. Uh, Wait, I gotta ask. So, what are the women like in Cincinnati? Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't go out. And fuck that <laughs> That's some sad ass shit. <laughs> I mean, have you Cincinnati? So this is this is my Tinder experience so far. I'll talk and be like, "Hey, what's it like?" One thing I hate about Tinder is girls that like I'll be like, Oh, you're cute and I'll like and then I'll like they'll like me back and I'll go and read and they're like, Hey, just don't say hey to me and I'm like, What the fuck am I supposed to say? Like, who are we like fucking best friends? Like, how else do you start a conversation? Like if I like if Andrew, you brought if I come to visit in LA and you're like, Hey, this is my girlfriend, whatever her fucking name is, I don't know, because you haven't introduced her yet. But I will say, Hi, I'm Maddie. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, That's what do you enough. Mean, don't say, don't say hi. I think like, that the girl wants you to be like, "Hey, 
nice eyes or <laughs> nice no, hair. Want they want you to say some, some shit totally like that. Clever new intro that you've never heard before. That's what they want. They would like you to pro uh, renounce or what do you call it? Say a soliloquy to them. <laughs> right off the bat. You know what's the worst? Is, like me and Andrew, me and you talked about. It. You know the girls that are like, if you're not, you know, six foot one, don't contact me. <laughs> and that Those girl's like, I want to be like. That yeah, girl's like four foot like, three, by the way. Yeah. Right. A lot of girls have like, like the, you can't just be taller than them. You got to be like, like Wait, a I full two foot feet taller than. Them. It's like, in, what the fuck kind of standard that, is that? Be like, don't contact me unless you got like double D's or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Johnson and I've had this conversation. Let's let me clear this up real quick. Yeah. So when I used to search OK Cupid like every fucking five hours of the day, <laughs> or more. <laughs> There would be a lot he of girls. <laughs> there would be more girls than you could imagine that would say, must be 5'11 yeah. or taller. I'm 5'11, so it's like whatever. I, but, <clears throat> but. You're a short motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, I wanted to say, like, even even so they said shit like that. Some of them would say, like, must be 6'1 and over or shit yeah. like that. Or, like, I like to re wear heels. And it's less like, <laughs> right, right. I, I wanted to say, I, I wanted to say must be 34D or higher. <laughs> can I, can I say thing. some shit like that? Yeah, that's the other thing they you would can. do. They would, they would say like, I'm 5'8 and I like to wear heels. <laughs> you know, so that was their implied. Uh, you got a height requirement. I have a chest requirement. Yeah. <laughs> or a booty requirement or a booty. put out requirement. Put out requirement. <laughs> What's your put out rate? <laughs> oh, first man. first three hours or first two hours? Hey. Oh my god. Stefan's gone. Stefan has some dog problem. Alright. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, shit. That's probably slightly sexist, but uh shit. Whatever. It's just it's some shit I felt at the time. It's a jungle. Tinder's a fucking jungle. You gotta fucking <laughs> play to win. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't got time for that shit, man. It's just, I, yeah, just, like, it's I get on there and it's just, yeah. I don't know. I Like, I'll talk to girls and they're like, I don't know. The dating scene right now is fucking horrific and I'm glad I'm no part of it right now. It's completely a meat market. <laughs> Dude, I, I just like moving to Cincinnati for the job currently. Yeah. I just like there's no like I mean don't get me wrong there are urges where I'm like fuck I should go out tonight like I'm just, I'm fucking out but it's like at the most part I have to like rein myself in it's like oh god what would keep me here and I'm like oh shit Thor's on TV okay I'll watch Thor <laughs> <laughs> yeah know, like, exactly for the most part like because I I don't like I don't want to I don't want to stay here more than a year uh so it just kind of like. I've like got on Tinder, I got on OkCupid, and I got on OkCupid, and I was talking to this girl, and she was like, <laughs> she was like 35 or something. I was like, all right, cool, and we chatted for a while, and then she just was gone, and I was like, fuck it, I'm out, I'm out of internet. <laughs> Could not give a shit. You got it's a numbers game, bro. Maddie. You can't get invested in one. You gotta have like ten going at once. I mean, there, yeah, there, exactly. are, there are always, exactly. there are always multiples. But like this one, I was like, oh, she seems cool. Like, she was just like, oh, like, I, I like Wet Hot American Summer. And I was like, well, that's cool. You like good Maddie, comedy, so I'm down. Maddie, but, um, what you got, what you have to do, 
Fuck OkCupid. Fuck all those dating site things. Like women are I'm not. Done. It's over. Women are not crackers out of a vending machine. You know what I mean? Like just go That's out. Racist. And get... The best. <laughs> the best. The best advice I shit. ever got. The best advice I ever got was my manager at Jimmy John's in Chicago. I was like, man, I don't know what to do when I'm out with these girls. Like, what should I do? I want to have more sex. And dude's like, you want to have more sex? Go out and drink. Drink a lot more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Your standards will and, lower like crazy. And, and then, and it, then... Well, well, think about it. You guys were talking about 80s dance night. Why the fuck do you think those girls are at 80s dance night? Aside from the music, which is great, obviously. But... You're out, you're drinking, everybody's dancing. Wait, it's the whoa, fucking whoa. mating ritual. Wait, wait, are you saying that they're there to fuck? I'm <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm saying that that's the ritual that we all abide by, and it's clear cut. You don't need no fucking like, new surprises, because women that want new surprises every fucking time are bored. And if they're bored, then they're probably boring. Dude, I never some, get bored. That's some deep ass shit, bro. But I think you're right. <laughs> also, the other thing is being able Maddie, to stay out Maddie, I'm what? coming to Cincinnati. I'm coming to Cincinnati. I know a couple chicks from Cincinnati. They're great. What? Ohio's great. <laughs> Ohio is great. Give me a fucking number, man. Jesus Christ. Stay no, tuned man. for the next section where Sexpedition. <laughs> Sex mission's going to involve uh, Santa Cruz and Fitzgerald going across Cincinnati, and we're going uh, dude, to Cincinnati. We'll, we'll film that shit, man. It'll be great. And get on our YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/SuperHousePodcast. <laughs> we gotta get what well, we got. What we have to do? Shared a story on this, and Maddie. What we have to do is What we have to do is get those glasses. What we have to do is get those glasses that have a camera in them. Is my mic on? Yeah, yeah. you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maddie, thank you for sharing your story. I'm glad somebody else uh, did. I just, yeah. it, was, it was very reminiscent of what you were talking about. And I was just like, you know what? Let's just let the, let's let the cards, the, let, all the cards lay out. It's time. You Fall know? where they may. That's all I have, though. So, you, you know, the, na the name was. The name was changed from Johnson's Journeys to Sexpedition, so it could be any of us. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I only care it's about... It's like a Where in the World is Carmen San Diego episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, only, I only care about the exotic shit. <laughs> so you want to hear about Johnson's... I don't care One about... time I fucked a mermaid. <laughs> oh, dude. Tell me about it. <laughs> they sing How's a sweet, sweet song. Oh, if you want exotic, yeah, I could hey, talk about the James? South African girl and talk about uh, what? what? That's some new shit to me as Johnson? well. Oh yeah, Johnson, slow the fuck down. <laughs> Save that shit for next time. Oh my god, I don't We're know at... if I, I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> He's already got so much in the spank bank for tonight already. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, need, <laughs> I need. I need. She was the yoga instructor, by the way. Oh Lord, have oh, mercy! Oh my God. <laughs> You just have South African and yoga instructor? Yeah. Johnson, you haven't even confided in to me about this before. I thought I told you. Uh, no, Johnson, I, I, look, I would have remembered that. Podcast cause I I would, need to I, know. Definitely, I told someone about my first black chick. Come on. Oh, shit. Uh, she was black no as well? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Maybe she was mixed. I don't know.
Maybe you told it to one of your new friends, one of your <laughs> European friends, but your American friends are over here not knowing shit. Maddie has to masturbate, okay? And you're it's not letting him do that. It's so lonely in Ohio. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fucking fault. <laughs> oh my god. You're all I have, Johnson. This shit's... <laughs> that's it. That's all I, that's all I have. Do you, ever, let me ask you, do you ever go through Facebook and you play that game like, who did I bang in my feed? <laughs> you like scroll down you're like oh yeah thank you that's right yeah, yeah actually not, actually yes i'm not friends with them oh my god <laughs> you never stayed friends so, huh someone will add me from time to time and i'll be like who are you and then oh I'll they like, do it after the like, yeah and i'll just be like who who is this why do i know you as people i usually get friended that night come on <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, Johnson, you're running a game that I'm not running right now. So it's that um, it's that good Johnson dick. Yeah. No, well, also like, also like that it's motherfucker must be so big. It is like Stefan said. It's like you gotta be able to drink, but you also have to be able to drink late. That's the other thing you don't get in the states. No, the key is no. To you, he's right. He's right. No, but also what, what goes with that? What goes with that is you got to get him out before midnight. Midnight is the key. No. It's like Cinderella's ball. It, well, well, yeah, in the yeah, States. You, yeah, in the States. Right, no, right, right. You, yeah. No, because if, was, they're, if they're there no, past midnight, like they're fucking hanging water, out. And they're getting water. way more you fucked up. Home. And then anything goes. <laughs> okay, but where I was, it's like 4 or 5. You take them home. You get started at like 12. <laughs> Well, Johnson, that's because you live in fucking the coolest place fucking ever. So well, everywhere up. else in the world, like bars don't close; they stay open all night. Here yeah, well, some of us live in Ohio, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, even in LA, man. Hey, it was like, hey, Maddie, you I still don't live got. In LA. Maddie, you still got the two a.m. <laughs> I got two a.m. and then it's over, man. I know. Hey, you have you have like five hours still, four hours. Well, I'm sitting here talking with a bunch of fucking dudes right now, so, I mean, what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going out after this. Uh, oh, shit. If you, if you got four hours if you get started at eight, but you got to start sobering up around, like... No. No, 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 no. I'm thinking 12. Like, Just if you don't, start do, don't do shots until it's crucial. Shots with start the at girl 10, the cutest. Then you got to start sobering up around, like, one or 12. Beer, beer and water. Every other, every other uh, beer. Guys, water. I'm talking about if you're driving... Dude, gotta, I'm just Johnson, we Johnson, we gotta go to Ohio. Why? What's in Ohio? <laughs> we're gonna fucking blow that. Oh, All right, we're gonna blow that place apart. Me, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wait, wait. But when do when do bars close? Uh, two. probably like two a.m. That's plenty That's of time, times, man. That's, That's plenty of time. That's plenty uh, of time. I don't know about you guys. What are you but spending tonight, the entire have, uh... day at the bar trying to pick up chicks? No, All you need is an hour. I don't know oh, about you, you guys, but nice. I just I just DVR <laughs> Thor: The Dark World, so I'm gonna be watching that. So. I, I feel the same way. Like I like I think when we were in Superhouse and like all through your twenties, it's like I'm gonna go out like pretty late and Johnson all fucking night and try to right. get laid. And now it's of like, of course, if you're fucking, if you're fucking I'm gonna out I'm all gonna night, like there's bound to happen. At, 5 a.m. Uh, yeah, like now it's That's like not true. Right. there's there's yeah. a lot of Silicon Valley I have to binge, so I guess I'm staying in. 
But that's the thing. You have to uh, you have to filter out all the people who have no intention of hooking up anyways. They filter out around like that's, two that's, three. That's the that's the one hundred no's one yes theory. Well, that's what hooking up is. <laughs> it's a numbers game, man. You don't go there and focus on one girl. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you guys act like it's a, you act like it's fucking rocket science. Wait, Johnson, Johnson. It's well, I feel like I feel like you have like a very like you have a method to this, and you've been kind of successful. It seems like so. Yeah. What's, what yeah, exactly is what, you have like a timeline? Can you t please tell us your timeline? Okay. Well. Okay. First of all, you want to go with some buddies because you want to look like you're having a good time with your buddies because girls are attracted to that, right? Yeah. To buddies. So, that's one thing. So, well, I mean, on a Korean timeline, we would probably get out there 10. We would probably eat a late dinner, drink at dinner. Then we'd start drink. We'd go to the park where you meet people. It's like a cool little casual hangout. Like, so you drink there too. So you don't even go to a club until like 12 or something. So then you do that. And then it's just like meeting pockets of people. So you go around, meet pockets of people. And then you go back with your buds and you're having a good time. You guys are laughing out loud. Everybody can see you're having a great time. And then you see the girls who are like filtering out. And then the ones who remain, the ones you keep talking to, those are the ones you start paying more attention to. You also, you know, keep an eye on who's looking at you, who's paying you mind, who's asking you questions, you know, stuff like that. And that's and... how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Also, avoid the ones that have that one girl who's going to take them all home. You know, the hen uh... mother who's going to, like, <laughs> we got to go home. I'm tired. I'm... <laughs> and she take... They're like the fat friend that takes all her hot friends away. <laughs> oh, God. sorry. Fucking... But, you know. No, keep going. <laughs> well, there's always that one girl, that just, that shitty girl that nobody's hitting on, and she's friends with them, and, like, Nobody's paying attention to her, so she's like, I want to go home. Are you going to make me take a taxi home by myself? Oh, my God. She come with me. So you got to avoid that. You're saying that, that, that one girl. That? Yeah, one girl can pull away, like, a group of four or five. That's true. It's true. Yeah. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> I done seen it. Yeah. So oh you got to avoid that. Yeah, watch for the girl who wants to stay out late on her own. That's okay. the one that's gonna go home with somebody. She's super horny. Yeah. All right. She's playing to win. <laughs> <laughs> or she doesn't care if she loses. Sure. A little <laughs> bit. Look at Depends yeah. on how you look at it. The look of desperation. Hey, it's 21st century. Girls want to hook up too, man. Oh, I know. I agree, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep calling them sluts, they're never gonna fuck us. <laughs> you have to remember that. <laughs> we have to be progressive. Sure. Progressive is the way. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to move on to the next section. If you guys are, but I gotta fucking pee real quick. I'm gonna leave my I'm gonna leave my door open just so you guys oh, can listen. Shit. All right. Hold on. I'm gonna get some more drinks. Talk amongst yourselves. I've peed like twice, so. Oh, I see the sun peeking up. I gotta head soon, guys. Alright, I'll be right back. <laughs> well, Johnson, I will say I'm glad I uh, participated in this expedition. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm glad. I like it when everybody gets involved. It's good. I feel like there's gonna be some people who follow me that are interested in me that will listen to that and go, "Oh well, it's over now." <laughs> Maddie, you got a way. You got a way with women. You've always got the cutest fucking chicks in Chicago. I don't know, man. I don't know. They were always because they were always like the girls I always got were like, they were hot, ish. <laughs> they were hot, but they weren't like as interesting. You had like the both package. You had the hot and the fucking interesting. They always liked movies and like could talk forever about movies and shit. I yeah. always go. I was. I always go after just like the, uh, you know, like the one I, the one I got my eye on or whatever. Well, are you looking for girlfriends? or Are you looking for hookups? That's the other thing. I'm not ever really just looking for anything. I'm just there. I'm drinking. Okay. Are you looking for hookups? You know, personalities. Yeah, I mean, second. yeah, you're right. <laughs> my, you're right. It's my recent <laughs> personality my, is everything. My recent like game or whatever has been, oh hey, what's up? You're a lesbian. I don't care about you. Yeah, that's the bullshit you get <laughs> and, in America for real. And uh, so I just go about it like that, and it's like the long con or some shit, like. I'll just be like, oh, that girl's totally not I don't got patience for that shit. And then one day she'll be like, oh, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to like, what are you doing? And she'll be like, hey, let's go do this. And I'll be like, all right. And then we'll go do that. And she's like, oh, we're going to do some shit tonight. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, I, I look, I I look out for the thing, Maddie. The thing I noticed women uh, respond to, like, don't fucking, don't hesitate. Don't do any like PC bullshit. Be brash. Be just fucking brazen, just say Maddie. outrageous shit. They love Maddie, that. you know, Maddie. <laughs> what? You know what, what I'm looking you for? You know what I'm looking for when I go out? You know what I'm looking for when I go out with the girls? The girl who is playing the least amount of games. She's the yeah. best one to be around and probably the coolest and probably the hottest too because most dudes don't go up to the hottest fucking chicks because they're afraid to talk to them. But generally, they'll give you that look, man. And that's what you know. I was out at a bar and... Uh... Uh, it's called 16-bit. It's like an arcade bar here. Uh, it's, pretty, it's really cool. Um, and they have like specials. And I was like sitting at the bar by myself. And this girl was having this conversation with this guy. And she was like, I they were talking about music and what they're into. And she was like, yeah, I like some Metallica. And the guy was like, and he just named like really popular Metallica songs. And then I heard her say, Oh, I was thinking like Master of Puppets, Kill Them All. And I was like, why the fuck aren't you talking to me? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I just kind of looked at that conversation. And I was like, "All right, if you want to go home with that dude, that's that's." Maddie, why didn't you go interject yourself into that? You should have gone. Listen, I don't have time for that bullshit. Why not? Because I had to get home because I was drunk. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the one the one thing about uh, living in uh, like Louisville and then now Cincinnati is, if you drive your car out, I need to take it home. So. Because uh, I, I have not jumped on the Uber train yet because I don't want to spend that fucking money. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, like, started laughing out loud. I'm so drunk. I was just like, that's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, who are you? I just, like, looked at him and laughed at his face as I left. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, Cincinnati sucks. So don't come. <laughs> oh my god, what a recommendation we got, dude! It's terrible, man. I definitely want to get the fuck out of like this section of 
America for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. You'll come do to it. LA at least I, at some I, point. Do that shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say though that like it's it's a weird thing when you work at like a uh, clothing store with like reasonable fashion and prices. The women that walk <laughs> in there, I, like constantly, like, oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, where did you come from? But I don't know how to talk to you because I'm working right now, and that's weird, right? Should I just like, I? But I want to say something. You're beautiful. <laughs> not that. Where Where'd you come from? Dude, not, not that. Did I, it hurt? <laughs> when you fell from heaven? Uh, you got no, big that, titties. Uh, uh, Andrew, that's my go-to, but... <laughs> that's also Johnson's go-to, so there you go. This is Johnson's go-to, like, you got nice titties, can I suck them? <laughs> never use the line, never. <laughs> Next time, Allie, I will use that line and see where it gets me. And then we'll report back to the uh, Superhouse podcast how that went. Yeah, so we part of this expedition. Maybe we should do a live video because there might be a black eye. You'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. You'll be, su- you'll be surprised what certain women do respond to. Sometimes yeah, you just it. sometimes I'm you just got that's exactly that's exactly what you're saying. Sometimes you just gotta call it like you see it and be like, Yep, that's good. Let's do this. Yeah. And those are the best. And don't like, just like and don't, and don't laugh about it. Like you're saying it like, oh I'm trying to say something like just fucking like stone say like say it and be like, Yeah, commit. <laughs> commit, baby. Uh, the most sexist episode of Superhouse ever. Here it is. Some some parts of it, yeah. But Maddie seems to attract chicks that just want to suck his dick randomly. So yeah, you're doing you're yeah. doing all right. Seems like, dude. I'm uh, telling you, Maddie, you always got the fucking best ones out of the out of the picks during the night. Chicago was fucking dope. He'd be like, I'm artistic. Watch me draw some shit. I have have never drawn anything. (laughs) That's how Johnson does it too. No, I've never used that. Maddie's Maddie's got the joie de vivre. Ah, yes, the joie de vivre. The joie de vivre. Maddie's got the mojo in 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 a clutch. In times of need, it's just like, all right, this shit's on. I've seen it. I can attest to this. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I was like. I wish I was aware of this power so I could like like leave tonight and be like tap into it and be like fuck it's on let's go. Harness this power. <laughs> it's in you, man. It's uh yeah definitely. I just don't think at like this point in my life I like right now I just don't care. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best, dude. That attracts I'm the so the like, hottest fed up with, the hottest like, chicks everything. are attracted to the dude that doesn't give a fuck. I but I don't. I just don't give a fuck. And they, and, they, right and they know it. So, I, I think the thing is, is like, I don't have, like, I just moved here, so I only have, like, work friends, which just consists of, hey, we're at work. Do you want to get a beer later? Maybe. Okay, text me. And then I go home and watch, like, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm and then someone texts me, he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, that's uh, as good dude. as sex. I'm like, dude, it's, I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's clocking in at 11:30. Uh, I'm in for the night, so calm down. 
So, yeah, Adam, Maddie, we're you gotta 30s. have a damn crew. Netflix you gotta and chill means <laughs> Netflix and just chill out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Like, I, I just realized that Netflix and chill to a lot of people mean sex, and I was like, oh, wait, I was totally reading that the wrong way. Like, I literally just want to watch Netflix and chill. <laughs> like, if you just, like, want to cuddle and some shit and eat some pizza, like, yeah. I'm binge-watching Friends right now, so if you want to watch with me, that's fucking cool. But then it's like, no, that means sex. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. I just wanted to watch Fringe and eat some pizza. I might have a beer or two. Are you? All right. Wait, are you, are you saying are you saying you literally want to watch Netflix more than sex? Depending on the night, yes, most of the time. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Listen, dude, I got to get through Fringe. I got two seasons left. There's still some binge watching to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Manny, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I gotta say, Johnson, I will, I will try to have an adventure soon in Cincinnati. And, All right. Um, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Or come here, That'll man. Be... There's a fucking surplus of hot chicks. I swear to God, I'm rubbernecking uh... all the time. <laughs> uh, after your cannibal corpse uh, discussion, I was like, ah, I'm in the wrong. Place oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because like it's so hard to me like uh any kind of a woman here who you're like yeah uh so what do you listen to like any rock and it's like ah all right cool what do you all listen right. to and they're like oh i'm into sonic youth and this kind of band and this kind of band i'm like what do you think about men and they're like oh gross and i'm like oh my god seriously <laughs> fuck fuck off like i don't know like <laughs> Might be worth a bangs, nonetheless. I don't know, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Are you looking for a girlfriend or a hookup? Like, totally different. Dude, I, like, yeah, I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm kind of like tired of the whole uh, just go all the time. If I could find someone that like got me and was like, oh, have you heard this new uh, this new album by the band Tombs? I'd be like. Who are you? Marry me now. Okay, just, Danny, you're done. looking for a girlfriend. You're not looking for a hookup. Hookup, uh, that should matter. I'm looking for a hookup in Cincinnati, Ohio. I am <laughs> consistently looking for the Miss, the next Miss Fitzgerald. Sure, 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 sure. Future ex-wife? Yeah, future ex-wife. I mean, not that. I mean, I don't want that shit, man. I've been through that. I just, I wow. want to get married once. That'd be it. Have some little motherfuckers and, you know, <laughs> you know. Just be done with it all, man. Fucking... <laughs> be done with it all. This, this, it's a grind, and sometimes it gets down. <laughs> I got many Maddies running around. I'm good, baby. I'm smoking some weed, and I'm, I'm, I'm washing some Deadpool, and fucking, I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> come, come here, my little childrens. This is <laughs> Star Wars. I love it. Oh, my God. That's great. Dad, we don't get it. You're dead to me. <laughs> it only starts at four. <laughs> yeah. You're I'll dead to me, son. Yeah. Dad, how can I repay you? You love Star Wars, but I don't like it. I like Star Trek. Get out of here. <laughs> I oh, like Star man. Trek. I'm just kidding. But not as much as Star Wars. Oh, I love Star Wars so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we moving on, boys. All right, let's do it, guys. Yeah. We're moving on to the nerd news section, everybody. Oh, wait. No, we're right. not. We're actually not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listener. Please forgive me. We're going to introduce a new they section. Won't. It's a good thing I'm pretty drunk. 
Because I'm thinking I'm going to have to fucking lead this one. We'll see how it goes. Actually, Stefan, you're kind of into it. So this time, we're going to do something that uh, I thought would be kind of fun. We're going to read and quote-unquote act out video game dialogue. <laughs> and see how it goes. This is like a vid voice acting thing. Maybe not everybody will do this, but they will surely judge us. So <laughs> I will for sure. I don't have anything planned. <laughs> so hold on, I'm gonna send I'm sending you guys the link. We're gonna do Resident Evil at first because Resident Evil One is known as one of the worst dialogue, one of the worst voice acted games. What of are all you time. talking about? It's <laughs> first <laughs> are these, uh, are we going to try and do it as cheesy as possible, similar to Resident Wait, Evil, or are we, we going to try and, like, actually <laughs> Are we going to play different characters? Because I want to be Jill. Okay, <laughs> hold on, let's see what we got here. Alright, so it seems like we're going to do Resident Evil 1. I'm going to explain this for the listener. This has a few lines. Jill actually only has one line. That's fine, I'm good with that. Okay, so Maddie, you're Jill. You're the last one. I want to be. I want to be Wesker. Okay, Stefan's Wesker, and I'll be Barry. <laughs> Wait. So this link you sent is what we're reading from. Go down, and it's yeah. only a couple lines, but it's the original Evil, Resident Evil, and remake. That's all the dialogue throughout it. That's the only. <laughs> no, thing. it's just the, it's the like, beginning. Top right? line. Is it oh, okay? This yeah. Top so lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this I was like, great. I could have sworn they said more shit, but... No, they right. did, they did, but we're gonna keep it simple, at least for now, okay? Okay. <laughs> so again, this is from Resident Evil 1, and, <laughs> and to answer James's question, we're going to do our own interpretation, and Johnson, I want you to judge us. And I, or James, you're not reading, huh? So you judge us as well. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Don't be harsh, I'm not an actor, I just draw. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. If I'm Barry, then I'm first, huh? Yeah. Okay. Here we Do go. It. It's my it's my fucking idea. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to find out what caused Forrest's death. It looks like he was killed by a crow or something. It's a weapon. It's really powerful, especially against living things. <laughs> Wesker, don't be a hard dog. <laughs> don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch, Barry. We should start from the first floor, okay? And Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. I'm again. That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. You're right, Barry. Thanks for saving my life. <laughs> oh. Scene. Scene. Andrew, what was your... You know, what voice was that? That was... British? <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That was like my overacting British stereotype actor guy. I don't know. Uh, I, like I love those group. kind of characters. Any other notes? Wow. 
Oh, wow. I just want to say from an actor's perspective, I think we fucking killed it. I don't care what. Oh, my God. That was good. These are great. I love it. Did we did we want to switch roles? Like, does somebody else want to be Barry now? I want to be I want to be Leon. Leon, do we have the fucking lines for that shit? It's yeah, down it's below. Under it. Resident Evil Two, okay. That's only there's not many lines, but all right, let's do it. Okay, so from Resident <laughs> Evil Two, I'll be Claire. So Maddie, you're gonna be Police Chief Brian Irons. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck am I? Go down a little bit. It's just Resident Evil Two no, on I the same two. page. I got you. I got one line. Oh, that's pretty lengthy. I'm ready. Let's okay, ready. Okay, and let's start. Maddie, go. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> Those monsters from Umbrella, they have ruined my beautiful town. <laughs> How could they do this after everything I've done for them? Don't shoot! I'm a shaman! It's over. No, I have to find my brother. You're right. This is just the beginning. Ba ba ba! <laughs> Scene! Scene! Let me tell you once again, killed it. Yeah, I like how Claire suddenly dropped three octaves in the line. Uh, I'm still trying to deal James, with that. Uh, I just want to say, I just want to say to James, uh, that's called acting, and uh, take some fucking notes. That's, okay, alright, I'll, I'll try to. Maddie, I am such a violent agreement with what you just said. Violent? I mean, someone had, to, someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. Oh my god. First take, done. Good. Print it, I'll be in my three-story trailer. I love let's see, this let's, shit. Resident Evil 4, we only got Ashley and Leon. Who's playing who? I'll be Ashley. Okay. Do you want to be Leon again, uh, Maddie, or? I'll do Leon. Okay. All right, we're going to do lines from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Take it away. Are you out of your mind? I knew you'd be fine if you landed on your butt. <laughs> I'm sure you boys didn't just tag along so you could sing Kumbaya together at some Boy Scout bonfire. Then again, maybe you did. Where's everyone going? <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> it has like it has like a question mark. B bingo? It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Who says bingo with a fucking question mark? Bingo? Oh, was, he, was Leon trying to get a game of bingo going right then? He like, was, he was. What did I say? Like we know all, we know we no longer want to play bingo anymore. That's exactly right. <laughs> bingo, bingo anyone? We have, we have to do Resident Evil Revelations, and I have to play Jessica right now. Uh, okay, I'm going to be... be uh, I want to be Quinn. Okay. I'll, I'll be Keith. Okay, cool. I'll be Parker and Johnson. Can you do Jill? Do you have the page open? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to be... Which one's this one? Wait, Resident, Resident Evil Revelations. Revelations. Resident Evil Res Revelations. The we have one each on this one. Who am I? What? What's going on? Who okay, so I'm I'm Parker, right? Okay. And then Johnson's Jill. <laughs> Jill. Jill. And then, okay, we're good. Are we good or no? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I know my character and I'm ready. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Jill, where are you? I don't know. The room, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, I hate snow. Snow hates you. <laughs> Me, my sweet ass, are on the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I gotta play that game. Yeah, right. Such <laughs> excellent, excellent. I acting. played it. It's really good. It's a really good game. Revelation Oh shit! I'm having a really hard time getting through the remake. It's terrifying. Even I have a I have a guide because I just want to just get through it and experience it. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm really scared of this game. <laughs> I know what's coming around the corner, and I'm like I, I don't want to do that. I, how about I just stay right here? <laughs> it's like Re no. Re Resident Evil terrifying. I think Resident Evil Four is probably my game. Mm-hmm. These are the new, the early ones were terrifying. They're like Metal Gear, but for people who get scared easy. <laughs> what a review. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. I'm sending you guys uh, this. We're going to do bad dudes now. Yes. Cause this is, shit. I think we should I all take a, this. we should take a, <laughs> let's take a stab at this one. Okay. I, caught, I think everybody should have their own interpretation of <laughs> of this particular famous line <clears throat> okay I'll, I'll i'll lead the charge here we go <clears throat> again this is from the game bad dudes on nes i think <clears throat> president ronnie has been kidnapped by the ninjas are you a bad enough dude to rescue Ronnie. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Who else has an interpretation of this line? <laughs> Two lines. I didn't get the file. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in the thing, or no? It's it's permission. It's, it's it says I need permission. permission. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yes. Hold on. Thought I could send that you shit. You know, I have, I have, I have a one off the top of my head. Um, okay. Again, back, again, back to Altered Beast. Every time you beat the fuck out of a bunch of shit and absorbed all that power, there was a certain level you would surpass in order to transform. And right before the transformation, it would go power up. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> power up. You're just like, I'm gonna fuck you guys all up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Altered. Fucking beast. Guys, I gotta run. It's sun. It's daylight. Where are my Sega Genesis people at? <laughs> That's Johnson going See away. See you, Johnson. <laughs> All right. Bye, Johnson. Power up. Power <laughs> up. Man, I thought I sent this fucking There's shit to so you guys. There's so many good ones. Nah. There's so many good I'm ones. Well, what about, the, fa what about get... the fatalities from Mortal Kombat? Get over here. Well, it's not a fatality, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Special move. Uh, yeah, but that... <laughs> we could we could redo the Resident Evil one again one more time with right. different roles. Wait, there's got to be other ones though. Just look at bad game dialogue. Okay, bad we're looking this up right now for the listener guys. Bad game dialogue. And we'll pick we'll pick our favorite we'll pick our favorite ones that we find. Huh? The first one is Kotaku. Seven <laughs> different types of horrible video game dialogue. It's mostly like English, though. 
Oh, actually, actually, this... There's a... Here we go. There's a bad dudes thing on here. It's not the same one, but it is bad dudes. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, oh, it's there. It's at the bottom, actually. That president has been kidnapped. Very what bottom, about Shin? Actually. What about Shin Mu? And it's like he's walking around. And he's just like, "Do you remember the day when it was raining and it was snowing?" <laughs> let, let me let me see. <laughs> Don't you fucking remember that? I played it on Dreamcast, uh, babe, basically. But as I got ten of the worst <laughs> video game dialogues of all time. Hold on, let's see what this shit says. <laughs> uh, shit. This shit's hard to find. <laughs> Shinmu, do you know where I can find some sailors? <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to find one that has like, like the Resident Evil one, where it's like a character and then character, not just one dialogue, right? One look monologue. For... Oh fuck! You look for video game scenes. No. Let's see. Ten worst video games of all time. That's what you're looking at. Well, let's see. Top 10 Tuesday. IGN. I don't want best video game scripts. Lord, no. There's like a video game... How to become a video game script writer. Like a bunch of shit like that. I'm down. Uh, shit. Well, I've broken the seal, so I'm going to go pee real quick. One second. <laughs> <laughs> we got to think of more dialogue. Maddie. <laughs> There's plenty. I'm eating some pizza. Oh goddamn, that sounds delicious. That I sounds had nachos I didn't earlier. Eat, I didn't think to myself anything to eat. I should do that. Oh shit, James! It's just us. Uh oh. What's gonna? <laughs> I can hear Andrew peeing. Yeah. <laughs> How's that pizza? Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> Some of us work late on uh, Sunday night and just now get to eat food. Yeah. Sunday's my one day off now. I think next Sunday I have off, so that'll be cool. I can nice. get more beer and whatnot. Yeah, I've been working uh, six days a week, about 60 hours a week or so. Wait, if we moved on from the dialogue thing? We're done, dude. Me and James are yeah. taking over this podcast, and you both of you are done. You're out. Fuck yep. it. Who, who gives a shit? Is it nerd yeah. news time or what? I think it's time to fucking talk about Civil War. I goddamn think I have been, War. That's the only thing I've been waiting for this yep. entire fucking podcast. All right, I, this is what I, this is what I want to happen. James, I want you to start this shit, and then Maddie, I want you next. How about that? Oh, yes, sir. James, All right, go ahead. Civil War is probably one of Marvel's best films for right now. <laughs> touche. Like, God damn, the Rousseau brothers once again. Like uh, before, this is definitely Winter Soldier was one of my top films, and now I really think they did again with Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say right now. I want to get a conversation going. Maddie, what do you think? 
Um, dude, I just fuck these these motherfucking brothers, man. They, yeah, they just yeah. They can make a good fucking movie. Like I think if you they came from any, fucking Arrested Development to this, I don't care where they came from. They can make a good fucking comic book movie, man. Yeah. I don't care. Like I don't care if I haven't seen like what they did on Arrested Development or Community or whatever the fuck. But Winter Soldier was fucking brilliant, and fucking Civil War is even better than mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Because I just went back and watched first uh, the first Avenger, and that I still feel the same. First half of that movie, great. Second half, shit. Yeah. There's so much green screen, and I hate it. But dude, I just. To me, Civil War was better than both Avengers films put together. Uh, I just felt like it had the action that I've always wanted from reading like any kind of Marvel comic or any comic mm-hmm. at all. And I immediately kind of compared it to Batman versus Superman. Because mm-hmm. you basically have the same kind of ordeal. You have Batman versus Superman, or you have like Cap versus Iron Man. With obviously more people involved but it just like they got it man they knew how to throw the punches they knew how to make it exciting they knew how to give you something new in the universe that you're just like oh dude i i did not expect at man to grow to giant man (laughs) yeah i was just like already when he was just like i'm gonna try something i passed out every time i did this at no point in my mind that i go no he's gonna grow big i just was like i don't know what he's talking about what's he gonna do (laughs) And then he did it, and I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest comic book movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> also, yeah. Tom Holland as Spider-Man, fuck perfect. yes. Give me perfect. The only, my only complaint is, at this point, we're getting so young on Spider-Man, I'd really like to see an older Spider-Man. Well, but no, I all the other Spider-Man have been super old. I know, but they're played as, like, 15-year-olds, even though they're, yeah, like... Yeah, finally you have a guy who looks the age. Yeah, and that's fine, but I would, like... I think, like, after this Tom Holland and however long this goes for, I would I, – I need to see, like, an older Spider-Man, someone who's, like, fought, you know, Venom or, you know, some of the greatest Spider-Man villains and been like, yeah, I've been through that. Fuck it. What's up? What you got? You know? Um, I, dude, it was just so fucking good. I, I, I don't even know if there's anything I can complain about, really. The only just, minor complaint I, I had was a bit of too much uh, shaky cam at the at the first scene. Shut up, James. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, no, um, like the action was so good, but it's just like I still, no matter what film it is, that, like too much. It's like I want to focus on that, and so it's like stop moving the fucking camera around. But other I than love, that, I, I want to say I saw it in my... IMAX, so it's like it was big enough where it's like it didn't really detriment anything for me. So I, did, I just want to say one last thing about the villain of this film zemo (laughs) yeah this guy i in the comics i know from what i've read i haven't read anything with him in it is he has some kind of superpower but i feel like in this film he is played as a general intellectual who is just smarter who can trick the avengers slash extended avengers into fighting one another and my god like you did a fucking great job, Russo Brothers, because at no point did I think he had a mutant power that did this to them. He was just smart enough to throw these characters <laughs> against one another. And that yeah. blows my mind. Because it puts you at a level as, like, someone watching this is like a normal human. 
you know, that's what we are. We don't have mutant powers as much as I want them, but... He's um, how Lex Luthor should have been in Batman vs. Superman. Exactly. It's just like, this really smart guy who had this terrible thing happen to him was like, well, fuck all you superheroes. I don't give a shit. And I want you all to fight one another and not be friends anymore. And I yeah. thought that was great. I yeah. thought it was like a very like subtle point to the film that kind of came up out of like, like while you're waiting for this huge versus film to happen, you had this little guy that was like, I'm going to be the cause of this. So uh, watch out because here I come. And you're like, oh, my God. It's true. You're going to make Captain America hate Iron Man, and he's going to go, oh my god, and then the, like, uh, and then there's this, and then uh, it's so good! Uh, <laughs> that was my and... thought process throughout that entire film. Yeah. That and fucking Black Panther. God oh, damn. dude, I mean, Team Black Panther all the way. Yeah. yeah. Which means Team Iron Man? I don't, I don't know no. what team I'm on anymore. At the end, he's on I his own. You're on he went, he went back My to Cap. God. <laughs> yeah, he, he's kind of He's the one Cap. that realized vengeance is in the way. He had a full fucking arc in that fire, in that whole film, and his last line to Zemo, it's like, the living are not done with you. God fucking damn. <laughs> that incredible. was a good line, yeah. yeah. Russo yeah. brothers, direct yeah. everything from here on out. <laughs> they are. They're doing Infinity War. So it's no, good. But they're not doing awesome. X-Men, they're not doing Spider-Man, they're not doing Doctor Strange, so it's all going to be shit, so who gives a fuck? You know, you know what, I, the one I love most about this movie is like it so brazenly like takes responsibility for the actions of superheroes. Oh, dude, yeah. Zach, oh my god. Where Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's like, he's like trying to explain himself out of trouble, where the Russo brothers are like, no, this shit is not just fucking like unicorns and rainbows man this is some yeah. real shit happening here <laughs> it's so good like that's yeah. the whole point of civil war like the comic was that all this shit's going down with, between these superheroes and people are losing lives and they're causing new villains and i agree with you Stefan. it's just like like for snyder to be like oh well this is the way it is and this is why i did this and the russo brothers being like uh fuck you superheroes yeah. should be held accountable and some of them will agree and not agree with the government sanction and i fucking love that because like you see the hurt in like um, so, scarlet witch's eyes so clear like she hates what she does yeah. and she uh, actually apologizes like she feels bad for it in the fucking film she actually says yeah. these things yeah and it's just like how could why couldn't you have done that why couldn't have superman just gotten up there and been like I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. I'm new to this. I don't know That's my powers. That's why this shit is so good. Yeah. Because you end that, up, you end and up they getting still had fun you... with it. They, you still oh, had Ant Man yeah. saying, "Oh, oh God, I thought that was a water truck." Well, yeah, by the time, by, by the time. <laughs> By the time Spider-Man comes around, you know, like, that's the point of the movie when you don't want it to end at all and you know it's going to. But then they get to Spider-Man, so it's like a little movie end to itself. It's just a fucking Tarantino fucking, like, move. It's just a short film in the middle of this bigger film just because and because you want it. And, dude, like, that kid fucking nailed every little yeah. aspect of Peter Parker. Yeah. And then when you see him fighting that big giant uh, epic fight in the at the top of the second act, you know, like him not being able to shut up, him like commenting on everything, he grabs but being arm. smart, like yeah, being charismatic and being like knowledgeable of what's going on. That's insane. nothing the other 
uh, people playing Spider-Man could do, and he fucking had it. Yeah, uh, I thought it was fucking brilliant, man. I, <sighs> I'm excited for Infinity Wars. Bring it on, <laughs> Russo brothers. Please make every yeah. combo movie ever. Come <laughs> Uh, They're the ones that, like, this was a small thought I had to myself, like, every time a director in the, any of the Marvel films had their second film wasn't as good. Like, uh, John Favreau for Iron Man 2 is kind of considered not as good as Iron Man 1 because it's kind of overconvolted. There's a lot of different story arcs going on there. The same with uh, uh, Whedon for Age of Ultron, like, a lot considered that to be not certain aspects of it not as good because like they're trying to like shoehorn in a lot of things so it's like oh this is the first set of sophomore directors that are like yep they fucking got it they fucking knocked it out of the park again yeah i i just <clears throat> i don't I think know, it's because they had like... two directors <laughs> they... yeah that's yeah, gotta I help mean, that's gotta help i mean it's just like bouncing it off your like but like if i was making a fucking Captain America Civil War, you best believe Stephen James, Andrew, mm-hmm. Joey, would be there. Like, mm-hmm. if, even if you didn't write the script, I need to, like, look over and be like, uh, was that Captain America good enough, or should we have Chris Evans uh, do that line again? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, like, that's like, you gotta call in your boys, and if you're, you're, your best dude is your brother, and you guys just fucking get how to write, and, like, how to make a good fucking movie, because I, like, I don't think it's like the source material. I think if you gave these guys anything, they would make yeah. a great fucking movie. I mean, from what I've heard about Community and everything, yeah. it's like that show's fucking great despite I'm sure there's some bad seasons. But, you know, uh, these guys know how to write and they know how to like make it uh, just like just fucking good and real and just like put you there with those characters. At no point was I ever taken away from this film. At any point where I was like, oh, I can breathe now. I can take a breath. I literally felt like I held my breath through that entire movie. And then after two hours and 25 minutes, I was like, oh, Lord. That was wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) You know, uh, like these guys get how to make a fucking comic book film. And I think it's something, it's kind of my complaint with the X-Men films as well as Brian Singer, I think, gets the humanity of it. Um, but he doesn't get, like, the action side, and I think that's what the Russo brothers get. Like, just uh, that fight, the fight scene at the airfield where it's like, oh, this, I feel like the fight there was getting kind of bland, and it's like, oh, cool, Spider-Man's there, and he's done some cool shit. And then they're just like, we got something for you. It's called Giant Man. You ready? And I was like, no, I'm not. Shut up. Shut your face, you stupid Russo brothers doing everything right. Um, but, like, they know how to make everything fresh and exciting, and, uh, they knew stuff yeah. that hadn't been done. They're obviously watching these films, reading these comic, these comics that a lot of this is based off of. And I will say, reading the the comic series, just Civil War, none of the extra stuff, and seeing like Captain America: Civil War, I think they actually did a better job than Absolutely. the actual comic. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think with like Mark Millar, you kind of you get something a little harder, and people do die in the those comics which is kind of nice to see in that universe but i don't think any of us were ready to see you know war machine die or like i the whole time i was watching that fight because of reading the source material i really thought someone was going to die and mm-hmm. i i and it, it and i was just like when it was like halfway through i was like 
I don't want anyone to die. I like all this cast of characters. I don't want mm-hmm. anyone to get hurt. I want everyone to be happy. Can you all just be the Avengers again? Please shut up. <laughs> be friends again. Stop fighting. I just, like, yeah, no, basically. And Mom and I Dad, felt, stop fighting. <laughs> yeah, that was basically it. And But I wanted to see the fight. I wanted to see, like, the turmoil between there and, like, what mm-hmm. Cap had to do and what Iron Man. I don't – I think both of them are right in both aspects of this Civil War yeah. comic. Uh, it was this funny, like, film, but... yeah, I was reading online of, like, people before the film, whether they were on, like, Team Cap or Team Iron Man, and then after a film, they were both like, oh, yeah, see, this is exactly why I was on that team. It's like, from their point of view, from both actions, like, they still, like, it reaffirmed what they already thought, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like the Civil War comic, the original one, wasn't, yeah, a lot of people say today... A lot of the character arcs weren't as good as they could have been. They kind of like mishandled a lot of stuff. Like they basically outright made Iron Man into a straight up villain. But this is like you could see everything like weighing on him from yeah. Sokovia and like everything else. And as I like to call it, it was Tony Stark's very bad, horrible, no good day. <laughs> it's like yeah. everything went to shit for him. And so you could see by the end when he finally saw that video of Bucky, you know, killing his parents. He's just like, fuck it, you killed my mom. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I thought, dude, like, Winter Soldier is like, you know, like we've said before, Winter Soldier, Avengers 1, and Guardians of the Galaxy. That's like the top films. But this one is probably, is the top four now. Like, these are the top four four Marvel films. And also, like, it's a Captain America movie, basically, but... Mm -hmm. It's kind of an Avengers movie as well, and it makes it yeah. kind of hard to compare to to Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier is very like focused, and there's not much like super superpowers. Like there's no laser beams being shot really, as far as I remember. Yeah. But uh, in this one, is like superhero action out the yin yang, and just to see like like when you saw that shot in the trailer of them charging at each other in the air, in the air, airport parking lot. It didn't look that great, but then when you actually saw the movie, it was like, holy fucking shit, this is, this is fucking incredible. But I will say one, a couple things I noticed, the, the, the fight scene, especially in the beginning, it seemed like all the punches and stuff were like ramped up, like they were, they were, the speed of it was sped up a bit, I, I noticed that more than the shaky cam, and then in the, uh, aircraft fight the airport fight i felt like it was a bit weird that iron man brought a teenager to a war zone <laughs> yeah well that's like a whoa, thing whoa, a lot of people whoa, are talking whoa, about whoa. where it's whoa, like whoa, whoa, what whoa, did he teenager. do the right thing he is Spider-Man. He's like 15 motherfucking spider-man i know i know but still but still I, like it was cool. I, I like he was hilarious. He was great. I, I, yeah. I I'm actually I'm not a huge Spider Man fan. I'll go on the record and I'll say that. But are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I am. <laughs> Man, he's hating on everybody today. But but yeah. like I did I'll enjoy him quite a bit in this movie. He was fucking hilarious. He was everything a Spider Man should be, and he wasn't yeah. 35 years old like Tobey Maguire was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grown man Tobey Maguire is in high school, you know, in in that first movie. It was kind of like, what the fuck? Um, What's some other shit? Oh, another, like, small thing. And they're not complaints. They're more just comments. But Andrew hated this movie. No, 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 no. No, no, I did not. I just wanted to to comment, like, whenever Vision 
gets owned by uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlet Scar Witch. Scarlet Witch. Wanda. She throws him down like a thousand stories down, and it felt like this is a bit overkill, isn't it? I know it's v Vision, but holy fuck. <laughs> oh, dude, I, oh, yeah. think, I think you answered that question. It's the fucking Vision. Oh, yeah. but let me say, I love the fucking Vision. I love mm -hmm. Paul Bettany. I've been a fan since A Knight's Tale. I love yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> I will, everything, he could read the phone book, and I would be like, that's the most amazing shit I've ever heard, Paul. Mm -hmm. Can you say that shit again? But, uh... Paul said my name. He said my name. Exactly. Paul said my name. <laughs> I, I fucking love Paul Bettany, and him playing the Vision, like him being like, I bet the Vision Paprika. is fucking brilliant, so, man. Paprika, and like, whenever he ta tells Hawkeye, like... <laughs> If he's, when he tells Hawkeye, there is no way you will win. I was like, yes. <laughs> I love, I fucking love the Vision. I'm Team Vision. Yeah. Fuck Cap and Iron kept, Man. <laughs> throughout this entire movie, I kept thinking of the Sega Genesis Avengers game. That was the most real the Avengers had ever been for me up until that point. Is, a, is Vision in that game? Yeah, well, yeah it's it like is. You Cap, can play as Vision, Hawkeye, and Iron yeah. Man. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck! Yeah. I gotta play that right now. It's great. It's a side scroller beat him up. It was an arcade game. Holy yeah, shit! It's great, but that it pretty much lays the whole thing out. And then Civil War was, you know, it made it's a good enough movie that it made Age of Ultron better because it incorporated yeah. those events and like took responsibility right. for that, you know, that lack of of delivery that the first Avengers had. This that is Civil why War they did it had, so better than had. Batman for Superman. Yeah, like they have so the much invested in it. It's like. These guys, it's not that the Russo brothers are the best comic book fans ever or that they're the best directors ever. They're like fucking athletes at this point. Mm -hmm. They're just like training hard and fucking going to work every day. <laughs> I will say, like, that I agree, I agree fucking... with James 100%, like, as far as Baron Zemo was, did exactly what Lex Luthor should have done in Batman vs. Superman. Like, he pitted two... Uh, heroes against each Ooh. other and played them and it was so you know basically stupid in Marvel, Batman vs Superman Marvel, and th in this movie it was so it was much the, better it was the biggest fuck you to to DC this movie because not only did they take responsibility for their own superheroes they took responsibility for DC's superheroes as well like that's, their <laughs> think... bastard, that's their bastard stepbrother you know what I mean they're just yeah. like you, you know they're failing behind and the fucking uh, the Avengers are like fully assembled now. Like we are seeing this happen. Of course, we're going to see Black Panther. Of course, we're going to Doctor Strange now. That was a compelling tale. Told yeah, I, I watched in, it in the movie. As many I, ways as possible. I was expecting Black Panther to be kind of throwaway. Like they're just going to like hint at him. But he had like a full arc. Oh, and he, at first I was. He made sense. Like everything he did I... was great. I felt. I felt. Yeah. At first, at first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I don't know much about Black Panther. I don't know much about anything, but I know his accent. I don't like it. He's got to work on it for the sequels. What's going on here? And by the fucking line at the end, by all the shit that goes down, I'm just like, this motherfucker <laughs> is yeah. the Black Panther. The Black Panther yeah. is alive. Dude, that shit was amazing. By even that, even the end cutscene that plays into the Black Panther movie, just that little scene between them. It's just like this dude, they've established that this guy is the Captain America of fucking Africa. We just mm -hmm. don't know why yet. And they just like those two standing there in front of that window together. They're just like they're on par. They're fighting for the same yeah. thing that Marvel set up. What is that cost here? 
and why we need these big heroes and protectors like watching over the events of our own story and shit and fucking dc is just like i don't know have a bunch of each other i don't know shoot a sword at them i don't know uh light them on fire yeah, i don't know they, they <laughs> just totally totally missed the mark just unbelievably so that they and... fucking, so there's some kool-aid man they got to drink that disney kool-aid yeah there's know. a good line know. that uh kind of rips into um like dc as well um when they caught bucky after he had uh been uh turned uh they got him caught in like that press or whatever and he says like yo your mother's name was sarah and then uh falcon was just like what the hell does that have to do with anything I oh shit! Like I totally missed that. I felt like that was a dig at the whole Martha scene. <laughs> but that, that's possible. But they they were filming this as like they were filming time. the other one. Yeah. So yeah. unless they had, they might have had privy to their scripts. Who knows? But uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was that was good. I did feel it was a bit weird that well, Winter Soldier it's, wanted it's to submit himself to go like go away for a while. Like even if you feel guilty, I don't know if you'd want to like cryogenically freeze yourself for. Well, he was just like, harsh. I don't want that shit to happen again when, you know, Zemo uh, got the book and, uh, like, said all the words he that, like, set him off again. So he's just like, I don't, I want to make sure that doesn't fucking happen again. I will say yeah. this, ever since I watched Street Fighter, the animated uh, movie, one of my first animes, wherever I think ryu is brainwashed i've been such a huge fan of characters being brainwashed and I, <laughs> I fucking love the winter soldier being brainwashed that, like, he was you know what the winter soldier like if you think about like our generation of the avengers and maybe what's going on now but what they're doing with the winter soldier is he's their wolverine type character he's this like loose cannon he can't control himself he's he's rage without any uh, ability to restrict himself and it's like, this is the Wolverine that we've always wanted, but they're incorporating this character and making him more famous in this next generation of yeah. comic books and films. Like, that dude, like, there are fans of the Winter Soldier out there, you know, and then, you know, before these movies, most people probably didn't hear of him, and then people who didn't right. hear of him probably didn't read those stories. And it was just like, they the things that they're doing with character and story, in order for, like, the greater good, like, in order to get these well-realized um is is like i almost wish somebody would hack warner brothers so marvel could license dc characters <laughs> yeah that's the big thing like most of these characters like yeah a lot of them i either didn't even know about or really cared about like even at the very beginning i, I remember in college days like i've heard i remember hearing of captain america but never really caring too much about him these films made me care and like all these other characters as well like Hell, even for Marvel, Iron Man was considered like a B-tier character, where yeah. like they brought him to the forefront. And even in the comics now, he's like one of their number ones. Yeah. And it's just because they put so much care and thought into these that like people really resonate with these. Like when when Iron Man one came out before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a thing, the only thing people could say like before like when the trailer came out, but before the movie was out, was that like this guy's a bit old, isn't he? Like, this isn't Spider-Man. This isn't like he's he's not young enough. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. but now like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is the and Iron Man is like the yeah. fucking character. He's fucking amazing, yeah. dude. He like he's graduated. That character has graduated like kind of directly in those Spider-Man scenes to like the Godfather of the Marvel universe. Like when he's yeah. not Iron Man anymore, they're passing the mantle 
and they know that they're kind of aware of that in order because so they don't have to reboot things anymore they're just gonna i feel like they're just gonna get used to the fact that somebody else is gonna inherit these roles and it's very public so it's mm-hmm. like you know from that first iron man however old he was like robert downey jr's comeback really um and now he's kind of like passing the mantle to another scientist of different ability but of similar mind and like mm-hmm. drive so it's like that was that moment right there and homecoming and everything Dude, i'm excited for it now on. i can't like after seeing wait. him in this yeah <laughs> yeah amazing that and supposedly marvel has a lot more creative control over uh homecoming than yeah. originally thought as well yeah so. That's going to be the shit. Like, can you imagine from Sony's perspective, they're like, oh, you're going to do most of the work? And yep, we go some... ahead. Here it is. Yep. We yeah. saw all this yeah. other shit. Go right ahead. We get some money from it? Yeah. Okay, great. You guys go Woo! ahead. Shit. Yeah, Tom Holland was fucking great. I, I love yeah. that the I love that how they talked about how Marissa Tomei was like, you're uh, like amazingly hot aunt or whatever, whatever they said about her. Like, yeah. they, they, keyed, they keyed in on her like being kind of too good looking for her age i thought that was great yeah she's fucking marissa tomei is fucking 51 and goddamn. yeah exactly <laughs> actually james i wanted to ask you about this because you're from new york i know you're not from the city but is there a queen's specific accent i'm not too sure on that like i have some family in like uh staten island long island and around there but each you know borough is a bit different like brooklyn is definitely different than queen so like that moment between spidey and cap was pretty great of them just like talking about that so because that is sort of a thing is like oh we both know we've been in these we grew up in these areas that are just slightly different from each other but like still pretty close yeah so like there is that there you still do get like that camaraderie in a sense uh, from the different boroughs that's something that Stanley likes to point out at like almost every convention and every panel he's mm-hmm. at. He's like, Marvel had Gotham and Metropolis, but I just wanted to put everybody in New York. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool. Um, I mean, having a, a you know a fantasy city is fine as well, but it's cool to see like, oh, Queens, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Yeah, that's like it's that that's cool. I really like when uh, films are shot, and uh, I think uh, watching like The Dark Knight being filmed in Chicago, there's like that. You just get excited for it, man. So when someone says, like, I'm from Brooklyn, I'm from Queens, uh, you have those people who are from that city who get really psyched. And that's what's great about, like, these superheroes is, like, these superheroes are from your city. And I think that's great because it makes you root for Marvel a little more because these these characters have lived where you've lived or something, you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just... Man, that movie was so fucking good, man. (laughs) I I just, like... The more I think about it, like it's definitely I'm gonna have to see it again. Yeah, I was just we're like, definitely I didn't gonna ex- see it again. I didn't. I, I I knew I would enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I didn't think I would love it as much as I did. Yeah. Especially because I get really concerned about all of the characters that are involved and how you balance like, that. And mm-hmm. for me, not being like a scriptwriter or anything, I just like I was like it can get too convoluted because I think we've seen with some films how things can get very convoluted watching them and you're just like what the fuck even happened in this movie like i feel like avengers age of ultron is kind of that way like so much is happening and you're like oh my god like no one has a story like what is happening and then i just feel like the russo brothers 
gave you a complete story with mm-hmm. characters that you loved, and they're like, oh, here's and, Spider-Man. You're like, oh, my God, how did you throw Spider-Man in this? Are you guys really <laughs> That and you know, every I'm, character had their moment in the film. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah, as you said, one of the big things about Age of Ultron is a lot of people complain. It's like, it need, like that should have been longer because, like, it felt like everything was too compacted in and, like, yeah, you didn't know exactly what's going on. You need more room to breathe. Where this film had enough room to breathe, and like every character had their moment. Yeah. And so, I will say, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it again. My girlfriend and I are gonna watch uh, a couple more like Marvel films. Like we watched Ant Man last night, and we're gonna like watch more to get caught up and watch it next weekend. I will say, just a bit side tangent. Unfortunately, like she had a horrible experience, and this is more about like general movie going experience. Two oh, assholes sitting it. next to her would not shut the fuck up during the entire film. And it, it pretty much like, nearly ruined the entire experience for her. Like She still got a lot out of the film, but she's just like, you, you can only see a film the first time once. You saw and it at the, separate times, or what? No, we saw it together. We sat okay. next to each other, but she sat next to like some fucking, uh, to quote, Human piles of garbage. Do not shut the <laughs> fuck up during the entire film, and just fucking ruin the experience. Which is just like, I fucking hate that when people like you know there is a sense of we saw it Friday, so like opening night, yeah, any of the big moments, obviously people are gonna be excited and like, you know that's awesome being as a group of people enjoying something, you know yelling about it, it's gonna be awesome. But it's like these people would not shut the fuck up during the entire film and it's just like if i sat next to him i might have like punched someone out <laughs> that <laughs> because, sucks like i could even hear them i was like give them the fucking stink eye but they didn't fucking care it's just like i fucking hated that that ruined her experience so it's just like we need to see it again without fucking assholes goddamn teenagers <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird how there's like i feel like for us anyway there was when i went to the theater with my parents and they were showing me theater etiquette was very much you got to be quiet like don't have anything on respect other people in the audience Mm -hmm. and you know like and i feel like that's like it's just it's not there i mean i it's gotten better as my theater experience especially seeing Mm -hmm. these big blockbuster movies that a lot of people want to see yeah. Um, but there's always, like James was saying, there's always that instance where you're going to get those fucking assholes. And it's gotten better, but I remember early on when, like, cell phones, you could text, and, like, you could, like, a lot of people were just leaving that on. And it's very distracting when you're trying to watch this movie, and then to the corner, there's, like, three people texting, and you just see that light up. And I just don't, like, it just kind of bugs me about the that kind of like going to see a movie like i if i'm at a concert it doesn't bug me because i know mm-hmm. people want to like text about it shoot photos but it's like yeah. you can't just take a fucking video of fucking captain america civil war you're not allowed to do that you know yeah. um and it's just <laughs> it's it's so frustrating that like everyone is just i don't know man i mean mm-hmm. maybe it's like a generation before us but i feel like it's also a lot of older people who just don't like give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of the times it seems like it's teenagers, but I've also just had a lot of older people just like answer phone calls in a theater, and it's like, or I know it's fucking Thursday night, but this is opening night for me. You need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. I'm sure everyone 
anyone who listens to this also has the same complaint. But yeah, I will say this for all of you who are listening who thought, I don't know if I want to see Zilla War. I don't know. It might not be good because uh, Batman vs. <laughs> no. Superman was not good. Well, you're wrong, and you go see this movie right now. <laughs> yeah, this fucking blows that movie out of the water. That and, like, it's not just even the big action moments. It's, like, the little subtle pieces that you catch up on, too. Like, one thing I really loved, every time, like, you know, you saw Cap or anyone land from a big jump or something, like, they had their whole weight into it and had to, like, kind of roll or stop. Black Panther, he just, like, no fucking sound. Like, that fucking, uh, as my girlfriend says, Winter Soldier had one of the best car chase scenes ever. And this one probably topped it, but it wasn't a car chase. It was a fucking, like... They were fucking running at 40 miles an hour. And then, like, fucking Black Panther just drops. Makes no fucking sound. It's just instantly running, too. Like, those little subtle things, because, you know, he's a cat, pretty much. And just, like, those little, like, little subtle, like, character things, which also just, like, adds to it so much. It's incredible. Yeah, I I also agree with, like, the subtleness of... Those guys, man, the fucking Russo brothers just fucking get it, man. I just like, I don't know how they can be so perfect at it. I, I was expecting like Civil War maybe to be like the one that's like, oh, it's good, it's fun, I enjoyed it, but it's not, not gonna be Winter Soldier, you know, because like they had a lot to prove on that one. It's like at this point they could turn in shit, and Marvel be like, yeah, that was good, you made Ant Man big, and you put Spider Man in it, good job, you know, and move on. Mm-hmm. But they they didn't, man. They just fucking brought it, and mm-hmm. I'm. I love, like I hadn't seen Captain America: The First Avenger probably since the theater, Same and here. I just I just watched it the other night, and I love when Cap's just like I can do this all day long, and I'm just like yeah. oh my god, it's yeah. such a fucking oh, yeah. like it's just him, and uh, yeah. I I recently watched Winter Soldier, and I didn't catch it in that, so I'm gonna rewatch it again probably tonight, but um, uh, I just love that man, like these guys are paying attention to the movies that have come before them, even if. Mm-hmm. Like, the first Avenger, to me, is not that great of a film. I, I love half of it, and the other half I yeah. can do without. Uh, just re-watching it, I was like, there was so much fucking green screen. What's Maybe crazy is Captain America 1 me. Captain America one is better when he's not Cap. Dude, I totally <laughs> like, agree. Like, yeah. Skinny yeah. Steve skinny Steve scenes? Like, fucking A. That is the, the fucking shit. And then the, Erskine, yeah. like, pointing at his heart as he dies. Incredible. It's like, and now you have, like... Like, I didn't like Cap that much at all before these movies, and then he has, like, these scenes that are, like, just got the heart. Like, the, like the end of Winter Soldier, where he's like, I'm not going to fight you, Bucky. And he sets the shield down, and he gets his ass beat. Like, I fucking love that shot? scene. God, I fucking, I love that fucking scene. And then Captain he was like, America. he's like, I can do this all day. I was like, oh my fucking God. I fucking <laughs> love, I fucking love Dude. Cap, man. Yeah, yeah, he he is what Superman should be in the exactly. Zack Snyder films. Yes. To quote he, to quote another Superhouse member, Jeremy, he said, "We should be cheering every time Superman takes a shit." Yeah, no, that, that's the thing though. Like, I I shouldn't give a shit about like. It's funny because to me, if you take Superman and put Captain America right beside one another, Superman is obviously the bigger character. And I could literally give a shit about Superman at this point in the film. In all the films he's been in. And I root more for Captain America. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think his his costume looks dumb. I don't care for it aesthetically. But the Russo brothers, like with Winter Soldier, I even think it looks pretty cool in First Avenger. And even now. 
Like, they fucking get how to make a suit look fucking cool. No, I mean, look, going back to Winter like, Soldier, like, like they're like, he goes to the uh, the museum at the end and steals the old costume, and I love that because they're like, look, I'm going old school, baby. This is about Cap. Like, they just mm -hmm. don't care how cheesy it is. It's like, it's un un unapologetic. Like, we're, and this then, is motherfucking Cap, baby. He's about to run in with that old school suit. What's up, you know? I think that was so great. And that gives a lot of credit to Chris Evans playing fucking Captain America. This dude is fucking brilliant in this role, and I think if they recast him, I like it, it would make me sad. Like I need at least like yeah, ten yeah. more. I need ten more Captain America with Chris Evans. He, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I mean, I get he will probably not do that many, and I'll be sad. But mm -hmm. you know, I just he embodies him, and he just gets that character, and like selling those performances every time he's on screen. Like, I believe he, like, if I met Chris Evans in real life, I'd just be like, you're the greatest human being alive. And he'd be like, no, I'm actually a really shitty dude. I'm like, but you're Captain America. He'd be like, oh, my God. You know, like, I just feel like he gets who Captain America is. And, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, even with the best directors, can't get certain performances out of certain people. But, like, with the Russo brothers and Chris Evans, they get who Cap is. And I think they also get, coming from, like, you know, Robert Downey, I mean, he's a great actor being Iron Man, but a lot of could have changed. Like, he could have hated the Russo brothers, so we get a shittier Iron Man. But they also get Iron Man, so they can play this smarmy, like, kind of fuck rich kid, you know, with money. I don't know, man. It's such a good fucking movie, and those guys are best mm -hmm. friends, and I just want them to hug and kiss <laughs> and love each other. And it's just, it's so much fun to watch them. And I, you know, I want more Winter Soldier He's just such a yeah. cool character. I agree with what Stefan was saying about him being the Wolverine of this like franchise. Um, just everyone in there just had their time, had their due, and to bring these characters over from like Joss Whedon to like John Favreau to whoever like Shane Black directing Iron Man three, and then these guys just getting these characters, and like even with Ant Man and just having to like embody each one of these characters says a lot for the actors they've chosen for these roles. Also. Also, how great of directors they are to kind of... I mean, I don't know how they did it, but I'm assuming, like, when you get Paul Rudd, it's like, Paul Rudd, be Paul Rudd as A-Man. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, got right. it. You know, and it's like, hey, Chris Evans, be Captain America. Hey, Robert Downey, be Iron Man. Uh, Scarlet, you gotta be, uh, you know, you gotta be Black Widow. Let's do it, you know? And, like, these... I feel like the actors we have playing these characters really enjoy playing the characters. Because I think if they didn't, you'd know. You would know at a point, like, I think we'll know when Chris Evans gets tired of playing Cap. I think we'll know when Robert Downey gets tired of playing Iron Man. Um, you'll see it in a performance, you know, it's like, it's time for a new one. But at this point, I think they're all just kind of, like, riding this wave of just the fun of being in a comic book movie. And I'm sure it's yeah. hard fucking work. I can't imagine showing up, being in makeup for several hours and having to go perform. Like, it sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even want to go put clothes on a hanger at work. I can't even imagine what it's like to fucking put on a costume and fucking go do it every, you know, yeah. to make us ha to make us the fans happy, you know? Like, these guys love this, and I think, you know, as much as people, you know, oh, this is the last Iron Man, or this might be the last time Robert plays Iron Man, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it a couple more times before he's done. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine the... Kid, the feel you get of being an actor and someone coming up to you, a little kid, and being like, you're Iron Man. It's like when yeah. someone looks at my artwork and says, 
this is really cool, man. Like, how'd you do this? And like, ask me about it. I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, well, I just did it in Photoshop, but you know, it feels pretty good. You know? <laughs> yes. Like, it just feels nice when people acknowledge what you've done. And I right. can't imagine on that level of being fucking Iron Man or Captain America and having like little kids being like, you're my Captain America. That's gotta feel fucking amazing, man. You know? Yeah. Um, like, I remember yeah, I just... uh, there was a video from a couple years ago. It was when Iron Man three was coming out, and it was at Comic Con. And they had a bunch of kids come on for, like, an Iron Man costume contest or whatever. And then suddenly just Robert Downey just, Jr. just shows up while they're all just standing there and, like, giving all the kids, like, high fives and stuff. And he was just fucking loving every minute of it. Yeah, I saw that video. It's it's pretty excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what's great about these actors. It's, like, they seem generally – like, even if they haven't read the source material, they seem to care about, like, mm-hmm. the characters they're playing about because – I think what, like, uh, uh, John Bernthal said about Punisher is, like, you have this obligation to the fans, like, people who have been reading this, like, I mean, there are people in the theater that have been reading Captain America before movies of Captain America ever existed, you know, Mm -hmm. and they've been dying for this moment, so I assume when they see Civil War, they're just like, oh my god, this is fucking great, you know, it's like, uh. I was trying to think of something that I love just that much, and I think it's probably just seeing like the new Star Wars film of something I grew up with and has always and have always loved, um, and just like getting this new film that I feel like is finally for me, mm-hmm. and just being like, God, this is fucking good. I don't care what any of you motherfuckers say. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I can imagine, like I'm sure people who are really big Captain America fans probably love the first Avenger, whereas I'm like, I'm not a big Cap fan, and as a film fan. I think half of it's good. The other half is okay. I'm sure there are people who are like, fuck you, fuck your face, I hate you, and <laughs> it's great because I haven't had this cool of a Captain America, you know, before, and who knows what happened. They probably like, shit themselves watching Winter Soldier because I almost mm-hmm. did. So Like, yeah. I-, I can tell you the exact scene where I was like, I am now on board with Captain America, and that's when he jumped on that fucking grenade in the first one when he was still skinny oh, Steve. Yeah. I yeah. was like, holy fucking shit, this is... This is fucking awesome, and you don't see this a whole lot in a whole lot of other movies. And yeah. he's still that same guy uh, throughout the it's... rest of the of the movies, and it's it's great. It's fucking great. And my only other exposure to a- Captain America, for the most part, was from uh, the Marvel fighting games, like Marvel Marvel superheroes and uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and. Other than that, like not not a whole lot because he wasn't in the X Men cartoon. He wasn't in any other cartoons I watched when I was a kid. I knew who he was, of course, but that's really it. Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of the same for me. Uh, I just, I mean, uh, Stefanova and I have talked about it on Camera Noise. Just our love for you know reading a comic book and then just kind of wishing for this stuff to be on the big screen for a long time. And uh, I've had people in my life to be like, why do you want to watch every comic book movie that comes out? And it's like, you can't explain that. Like, it's just you want to see what you read live, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't, like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I just want to see every comic book movie, even if it's shitty, you know? Like, I I hope X-Men Apocalypse is great. I hope it fucking blows me out of the water. But I'm going to see it, and I'll be the first one to say if it's a big piece of shit or not. But you know, it's that's going to be when, a very interesting episode. Yeah, it, but it's it's great when you go see Captain America: Civil War, and you're just like, how? Why are they calling this Captain America: Civil War? It should just be called Civil War. How are they going to balance all these characters? Like, there's so many, and then just like watching it, and you're going, I don't know how they fucking did it, but they did it, and it's fucking great. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, sign me up for the next one. Infinity War, I need it right. Like, after that finished, I was like, I'm ready for a four-hour film of Infinity War, let's go! Yeah, I need fucking Black Panther, I need a new Spider-Man, I need Infinity War, I need fucking everything right now. Yeah, it's just, uh, Marvel's fucking killing it. And I know, Andrew, you said something like, that DC is another beast into itself, but I really feel like the people who are doing the DC films now really need to take note of what uh, Marvel's doing. And uh, I was talking to Joey just through text, and he was just like, well, they've had years to do this. And I said, my response was, if you have a good team, they can make a fucking good movie. It doesn't just, it doesn't matter how much information you have or how many films you've watched about them. If I watched every Captain American and it was shitty and then saw Civil War, the Civil War I saw in the theater, that's a great fucking movie. My friend explained it like this. DC is essentially asleep behind the wheel. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, I want to love them. Like, look, I've, I've been a very big DC fan. I have, and I liked Mm -hmm. man of steel, but like Batman vs Superman was just not good. And I've, I've been a Zack Snyder apologist for years. Cause I mean, I liked 300. I thought Watchmen was okay. Um, day of dawn of the dead was great. Uh, man of steel. Good. But now it's like, I don't know, it's just like they're not totally getting it, and they're kind of embarrassed of their characters, and it's like, yeah. do do what Marvel's doing, like, accept who the fuck your characters are. Yes, Superman is vanilla, he's fucking, like, kind of boring in some ways, but still, he's got that old school flavor. He's fucking, like, he's the OG motherfucker. Like, you could really make, a, like, a classic superhero Superman movie. Like, get George Miller on it, or Brad Bird, or somebody like that. Like, it could be fucking incredible. But they're just, again, they're asleep behind the wheel, and they're embarrassed, and they want to hide behind darkness and grimness and stuff like that. And that works for Batman, and that works for some characters, but it doesn't work for everybody. And what Marvel is doing, and it almost pains me to say this, but they're doing it better, and because they ex- they accept who their characters are. They don't change even Vision's pink face. His fucking face is still pink. They're not apologetic about it. They're fucking following exactly what that fucking character is and mm-hmm. running with it. And for the love of fucking God, D- DC, just fucking do that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like, it's also like talking about like how we've all been kind of upset that, um, that there's no like costuming for the X-Men. It's like they're ashamed of like the X-Men costumes, but that's what we all know and love. And there's a great way to do all those costumes. I know it's out there. Yeah. There's some fu- fucking fashion designer they can figure this shit out. Just pay them. Just pay them some fucking money, and they'll do it, and it'll look great. Uh, I know this because I watched the Wolverine deleted scenes, and that fucking Wolverine suit looked fucking spot on. I saw yes. that, yeah. And, and also, like, like, like with Mystique, like, I, I, I look, I, I, I hate, I almost hate to say it, but like, I would rather her wear that white dress with the skull belts than being fully naked. Yeah. I always thought that yeah, I always thought that right? naked that that her being naked like okay it's Rebecca Romaine or Jennifer Lawrence being naked but she's not really naked she's got a full fucking thing on and it's she's more covered than wearing a bikini so like it doesn't even matter like mm-hmm. just fucking make Andrew's her blue she's not really naked <laughs> <laughs> yeah make her really naked or 
put make your blue and wear the fucking you could spend less money on a fucking makeup uh department and get her a fucking uh white skirt or whatever the fuck that white dress because that was a very iconic mystique and this jennifer lawrence rebecca romaine mystique has been pretty much weak we're kind of all over the point place right now but yeah i agree i agree it's like uh, when uh, the first images of Apocalypse came out and everyone was joking, oh, it looks like Ivan Ooze. And then there's also things of like, you know, look at the, what these cosplayers have done. And they, and it's like a faithful look of Apocalypse and it looks fucking better than your studio-driven film. Where it's like these people that spent like, uh, you know, hours on their own with like fucking, you know, plastic and whatever – and spray painted and it looks you know 10 times better than what you have and thankfully they have like you do notice from that first image to like the most latest trailer they made him less purple more blue looking and they added a bit more of the lines down to his yeah the lines are the most important thing i'd say yeah yeah like i remember the uh the post-credits scene from days of future past i'm just like why didn't they have the lines on his face? Because, like, that was, like, one of the iconic-looking parts of him was just, uh, just the blue on his face. And it's just, like, if you don't have that, it's, like, I went with a friend who was just, like, who was that? And it's just, like, that was supposed to be Apocalypse, but I'm, like, you would have known it better if they actually had him look like Apocalypse. I feel kind of weird talking about this with especially Brian Singer because... Like I said before, like Quicksilver didn't look that great, but he had like one of the best scenes, if not the best scene in the movie. Yeah. So like even I feel like even if Brian Singer's uh costume design is not great, it's really not a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh he he will nail some scenes at least. So Right. Um and shit, that some of those like the Nightcrawler scene and the Quicksilver scene and Maddie talked about this in camera noise a bit, but uh or even our previous podcast in Superhouse, but uh, I mean, yeah, some of the, a lot of the X Men movies are just about like singular scenes. But at least he got something right, as opposed to like literally maybe one scene where Batman's fighting Arkham style in uh, BVS. Yeah, like like that scene was great. But I mean, you got a Batman using guns and killing people and all that, and it's just like, look. I know you want to be dark, but fucking Christ, can we yeah. please not turn Batman into Punisher with a cape? Right. Like Hell, Punisher had more restraint in the Daredevil season than Batman did. That, And you were talking about you know, Superman being like, how can they do it? He seems vanilla. It's like, dude, they fucking did that with Captain America. We have yeah, three awesome, yeah. Like, you have five to admire, awesome films with him. And admire like, they the know purity. How to have that. Yeah, to like admire the purity of that character, and uh, I don't know, just again, like we talked about before, like having that like Grant Morrison take where, or Jeff Johns, where the uh, a lot of the character arc isn't really Superman's character arc, but it's how Superman influences Metropolis, like how everybody becomes uh, more hopeful, you know, like let's see what this symbol can do, what what. Uh, goodness and purity can do because you we do live in a world where deadpool and suicide squad are extremely popular and they are great characters but there is definitely a lack of like that old school purity there and if like you could like come back 
like Marvel's done kind of with Captain America and come back to that and say, hey, we're not dirty and dark like that. We're pure as fuck, like whoever the fuck is directing Superman. And, like, make that cool or, you know... Yeah, like, make that cool like Captain America or whatever. Like, that would be something. Because, I, I don't know, like, if you, if you look at, like, the millennials, and I, I'm generalizing, like, fuck right now, but, like, Deadpool and Suicide Squad are making... They're becoming much more popular. These anti-hero dark characters are much more popular than uh, Superman is and... and and Superman's supposed to be the most popular character in the world, so something is changing. Possibly something's changing. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to make big predictions here, but I don't know. There's there's something going on where there's definitely people are more attracted to the, that darkness, and but it's not really working as far like like what we've seen with Batman vs Superman. So um, something's well, I, off. Something's off. Well, I think it's good to balance the like you have. With Marvel, you have the Captain America, you have the Tony Starks, and then you get Deadpool, which is this totally thing from, like, left field. And it's great to see, especially being, like, someone who can go see an R-rated movie and misses seeing those kind of R-rated movies. But it's right. like, you, like, I, I think that might be why I'm not excited about seeing Suicide Squad so much is because, like, I have this, I have all these dark characters all the time. Like, why would I want to go see these other ones? I mean, obviously I'm going to see it. But they haven't really set up why, like, you don't have this really good Superman and this Batman that is, you know, our quintessential Batman who is dark but refuses to use guns. You have this Zack Snyder bastardization of these characters. And then here comes the new DC movie, Suicide Squad. It's like, I'm basically getting the same characters. Like, I just feel like I have two, I just have these villains I'm watching again. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think Suicide Squad will be better. Just knowing yeah. that director's work, I thought the Fury was great, or Fury. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I definitely like I, the main reason I want to see it is because of the director. I think the cast is very interesting as well. I'm also totally, I'm totally in for a letdown. I'm going into that thinking that DC will let me down yet again. Whereas Marvel, like I kind of go and being like with certain franchises, I'll go in and be like, I don't know, I don't know what to expect. But most of the time I come out being like, that wasn't great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the Thor movies I really like. But like I kind of, I had higher expectations going into the new Cat movie because I really enjoyed Winter Soldier so much. And just, I was really hoping they could capture that magic again. And you know what? They did it. And it was wonderful. And <laughs> my God, I can't wait for Infinity War. I just, they get uh, I can't say it enough. They just get the characters. They get what I want to see out of these characters. And I think, you know, they get what, like, a lot of people want to see out of our superheroes, you know? Uh, they put them in their costumes for the most part, uh, which is something that Brian Singer and co. don't want to do for whatever reason. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, we're not asking for a lot here, man. I just want to see Wolverine and some yellow spandex, dude. Come on, give it to me. Yeah, I know. When you look at those posters, it's like everybody's wearing black, and it's just... It's, and, and, and even the makeup, like, look, I know a lot of makeup people now because I've, I don't know, I've worked on Face Off here in L.A. And, like, I don't know, I, I know those people. And the makeup doesn't seem that good for a big Hollywood movie. It could be better. Um, and, yeah, just fucking, like, you need, like, a fucking full-on colorful rainbow of the, these characters. And we're just not 
we're not getting it. Psylocke looks pretty much on point, though. Yeah. Like, that's, like, from the, the fucking... Com <laughs> like from the comics. And there was that shot. There was that shot, like, that they put online, maybe in, in, in uh, response to uh, all the backlash that we're seeing. But it, it seemed like Nightcrawler had that, like, red V-looking shape and... Even Cyclops sort of had the uh, neck strap, like the Jim Lee designs were there. And look, I know there's old school X-Men fans out there that like when Jim Lee designs came out, they were like, this isn't my X-Men. Look, I, I understand that, but fuck, that's my X-Men. And like, that's the fucking shit that I want. Like Jim Lee, I know you're at DC now. That's sad. But like you fucking made the best X-Men. You and Chris Claremont. Like, we just need that until the end of fucking time. Like, yeah. just fucking put those out there. And, uh... Again, like, look, this movie could be good, and and, and all the costumes could be complete shit. Like, it's still possible. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, this, this That young kid that's playing Cyclops still seems a bit off to me. And even, like, Nightcrawler seems sort of off... I do like Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I think she's a pretty good pick. Uh, I feel like the with Nightcrawler for me is like they're just, just like I know he's religious and stuff, but I feel like they play that up so fucking much in his like character, and it's just like oh from X two, yeah, and it's just like they're still harking on that like X two bullshit, and it's like yeah. man, just like give me a solid Nightcrawler, man, like throw in some Catholic religion, but like don't fucking. And that's the thing that gets me over Brian Singer. He's constantly, like, pressuring us into this. Mutants are different. Like, this is why they're different. And it's just like, God damn it, man. Like, I don't get this when I watch any other, like, Marvel movie. You know? Like, I don't know what Cap's religion is. I don't give a shit. Like, he could be Christian as fuck and Republican, but he's going to do the right thing. So, fuck yeah. I'm all for Cap. No, I, I actually, I worked on the Blu-ray for Avengers. There uh, is that one line he has in Avengers where it's like, yeah. Uh, like oh they're basically when he goes to like deal with Thor and Loki and like they're basically gods it's like that's not what God looks like and jumps off the airplane like, that's exact like, that's all you need from him and that's it like that's that, exactly what it, I was talking it, it about exactly explains like his thoughts on religion but like you don't need any more like Joss Whedon actually says in the director's commentary on the Blu-ray he says look I'm an atheist he comes clean and says that but he says look cap is this character and i had to and you you have to write cap like that and uh i yeah. thought that was so great because that's what the fuck cap is cap would say some shit like that and it's i thought it was a great line mm -hmm. yeah i'm just like that's the thing between like whedon and the russo brothers like, just like most of the marvel cinematic universe to this point is like they don't get into specifics it's like these little nods that like you guys pick up or like you know i'm sure if i would have like i actually have like avengers recording uh on dvr just to like rewatch it again um but uh i just i feel like just brian singer just harks on this shit all the time about how different everyone is and like has to play up these characters motives like oh god it just fucking kills me man like this wasn't do, the comics to me do you think that brian singer and x-men in general is sort of lost something because a the civil rights movement again look i'm not saying everything's equal but it's not as bad as the time it was written in which was the 60s 63 i think uh was when the first one came out 
uh, and you have like the whole, you know, MLK, uh, Malcolm X movement going on. So there was obviously something to pull from from there. And then there was kind of reappropriated in recent years for the LGBT movement. And of course, Brian Singer is openly gay, so there's that. And I think he wants to put that in there. But do you think I, that X Men has kind of lost something because it doesn't have, like, of course, there's still prejudice in the world, but it's at least in America, it's gotten like a shitload better. I, I feel like I, for I the uh, in the comics, yeah. I think they kind of lost that a bit because there are just so many other superhero groups like in the comics they they're still the avengers they're the inhumans and everything else is so and so different so it's like still trying to play off those same stories uh, makes it a little more difficult when people are like oh how can you like you know captain america or iron man but hate wolverine when they're all superheroes uh, but yet, like, them still having their own cinematic universe in the sense of just X-Men where it's, like, just mutants, I can still see them, like, being able to play into those prejudice and being able to kind of use a lot of that. But I do see, like, where you're talking about where, like, almost every film has been, like, just constantly going on on that same issue over and over again. But it is a, a point in which they can use for you know, a point of reference for other people to get into. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I get where you're, I get it, but at the same time, it's just like, god damn, like, there's been, like, fucking so many X-Men films. It's so preachy when yeah. Brian Singer deals with it all the time. And I don't want to go and be preached to at a fucking X-Men movie. I, I get don't. that. Um, yeah, you, you I, could, you know, you could like have, like, the prejudice I, theme and then it not be... You can have a prejudice theme and then it not be, like, totally, like, preachy. You know what I mean? It could still be mutant prejudice and it not have to necessarily be about anything else. (laughs) And, I mean, that's the thing with the X-Men movies. Like, every one of them has been, like, every time the mutants show up in, like, a realistic setting and some, like, Wolverine pops his claws, you get that reaction every time from a person that's like, oh my god, you're different. And it's like, god damn it, man, move past this. It's like, I don't see that in a fucking Captain America movie. I don't see it, you know, in the Avengers films. People just accept this. And I get that it's, like, what he's hinting at is not, like, you know, LGBT and everything that's going on in our current world. It's like, you know, it's fucked up, man. And I just, you it's just movies are escapism for me it's kind of like reading a novel or playing a video game like if you want to touch on those subjects that's great and i will commend you for touching on those subjects and be like that was a really great moment when cap did this and to this like you know if for example if they put in the next avengers film or infinity war a gay character and there's a like not a bright out mention of the character being gay but just like appreciation of cap like accepting this hero for who he is that would be fucking phenomenal for the great gay community. I'm not saying that, but for me, like Brian, uh, like um, Brian Singer just harks on it so much. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. my god, dude, you gotta stop rubbing this in, man. This is not like what they want. What what that community wants, what I think they want, is just for them to be outright and be like, hey, this gay character from the comic books is in this movie now, and they're a gay character, and that's it. It's kind of like when you watch Mad Max Fury Road. And Furiosa doesn't have a fucking arm. Do they mention it at one single point in that movie? No. She is just a character, and she does what she fucking has to do, and it <laughs> moves on. And it, that's the thing, man. It's like this harking on, like, we're different. We're so different. It's like, that's not what that community wants is from 
my friends that I know in that community, they don't want to be singled out. They just want to be accepted. And I mean, I'm all for like, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk of like the new Star Wars film, including gay characters and stuff like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. If they're fucking badass and it makes a cool fucking Star Wars movie, I'll be the first one to be like, fuck yes, we needed more of this back then. You know, I just feel like there's a good way to do this and there's a bad way. And for me, the singer films, for the most part, is the bad way of doing it. It's just like you're not making a fun film. You know, you're not making a film that people can, like, get behind. I feel like probably more people get behind, like, the cap, like the Winter Soldiers or the, you know, Civil Wars because they're seeing more characters that look like them and resemble them. You know, like having Black Panther be, like, I didn't think he was going to be that big of a character, but he was, you know? It's like that's gotta be great for like the black community just seeing this like strong character who actually like fucking kicks Winter Soldier's fucking ass a lot of the time, and I don't know, man. I just like fucking it just gets to me. Like I just I mean maybe people need to be force fed this shit, but I'm not one of those people. Like just man, just give me a good fucking movie. Just give me good characters that are written well. I don't care if they're gay or they're super religious or fucking i just don't care man i just want to watch a good fucking movie and i want to see my fucking superheroes do fucking superhero shit you know like ah, just get out of me and i'm afraid when i see x-men apocalypse i'm gonna get the same bullshit i think you have like a you have like a whole generation of kids too that are growing up in a world where uh gay marriage is legal and there's a bunch of essentially more gay acceptance than we've ever seen in our whole lives and of yeah. course if you're in the countryside in america or wherever like it's not going to be much different than it was 20 years ago maybe but like a lot of people grow up in cities or near cities and to to kind of keep on harping on this it's it seems like okay we've moved past it like let's like what you're saying maddie let's let's talk about something else like we don't need to harp on this quite so hard like you, you i did cater, hear an you article cater, though you, you can't oh, cater this shit to stupid fucking assholes all the time you know like i feel yeah. it, it just like you can't like i i mean you're just gonna like the the people who want to go see your x-men films are gonna get tired of it and the next x-men film that comes out they'll just be like fuck it i don't care like like the like the apocalypse uh... sucks i just think i'm done with x-men like the evolution like, thing, like Nightcrawler again with evolution. Like evolution is absolutely pivotal. The you know the concept of evolution is pivotal to the X Men storyline and the concept. Right? They've evolved yeah. to a, a higher level or whatever you want to call it with mutant powers. And then you have a character like Nightcrawler who's deeply religious. And uh, but it would be cool to have like a scene like look the Catholic Church has a science division and we fully accept evolution and that would be cool to see i know i guess i'm kind of going off topic because that's not really about uh homosexual acceptance but uh you know I like mean, it, it, it could be cool it could be it could be handled better it could be handled better yeah I, the thing that like i mean i don't know i mean you can be religious and accept like i mean god when you think about like what the fuck jesus did he was like, <laughs> even even if he wasn't down with homosexuality, he wasn't not gonna hang out with you and try to change, like be like, hey, this is what I'm preaching, yo. And it, even if he, even if you were like, yo, uh, I'm not down with that. I want to like sleep with my same sex. 
And he'd be like, well, you're on hell. And you could be like, well, so, so I'll see whoever's there in hell. Later, dude. You know, like, God, then Jesus wasn't like, oh, I'm going to smite you and burn you to a thousand pieces. He was just like, cool, man, moving on. I'm <laughs> going to go try to save all these other people over here. And it's just like, man, it just, dude, I just get so upset. It's just like, uh, it just, like, bugs me, the whole, like, Christianity and Christ-like thing. It's like these people who are Christians aren't acting Christ-like, in my opinion. I feel like mm. more people that are, like, people who say that they're atheists and don't believe anything are more Christ-like than actual Christians. Because, like, mm. Christians hang out with the same fucking people all the time. They gossip more than, like... Yeah, like, you don't hear our podcast just gossiping about, like, fucking people all the time, you know? Like, we don't give a shit about that. It, it just blows my mind, like, uh, oh, dude. Fucking, <laughs> that shit gets me riled up, man. And, yeah. like, I feel like this is this is from an X-Men conversation. Fuck, this is not what I want to talk about talking about X-Men. Uh, I'm sorry for a sort of bring. It's just so it's yeah, no, so it's easy fine. to bring up with with Nightcrawler being a Catholic character, but you, he's, it, it's set in this world it where is in evolution is such a X-Men. huge deal. Like yeah. you know, bring into there's a lot of actual politics in the X Men as well. But you know, you're absolutely right, Maddie. Uh, stuff about like how it's funny, like hearing like oh, Republicans like they're so religious and stuff. It's like no, you're not because like most of the time, like more on the Democratic side, it's like they're trying to you know help poor doing like these social things where it's like end up you know republicans are like no fuck you i got mine or it's like that's not really very christian of you doing that yeah i i mean and that's the thing i like about nightcrawler uh, i mean even if he is religious he kind of sticks by his guns he you know he helps people he's going out of his way it's not like nightcrawler's like oh i'm catholic and i'm staying behind you know because yeah. i don't believe in violence like nightcrawler fights for a cause and like yeah. You know, even though he doesn't see the way Wolverine sees or Cyclops sees, he's he's there to fight the good fight, whatever that fight may be. Like he's obviously going to fight Apocalypse. You know, he's yeah. this being that is de- trying to destroy the world, and that's not what he wants. And that's a, like, I mean, it, it's fine being religious. I'm not saying if you want to be religious oh, yeah. and that gets and that gets you through the day, being a Christian and like praying to God, that's fine. But don't blame me for not believing in that. And I just, yep. I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. It's just like, <laughs> you know, like, I just, I, I think what I'm getting back to is like, I just don't want the X-Men films to be so preachy. And mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid with the line of the apocalypse is like, you know, the part in the trailer where it's like, it's the four horsemen. And well, maybe they got it from him. And it's like, oh my God, if this relates back to some kind of super religious thing, I'm just going to lose <laughs> my fucking mind. I think that's I just, probably like, just that one reference there, since, you know, yeah, it that's is what, his That's horsemen. what I hope, James. That's what I hope. But, you know, like, I don't have any problems. Like, Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters. I'm excited to see him. Mm-hmm. I hope he has another cool part besides one cool action scene in the beginning of X2. That was mm-hmm. my biggest disappointment with that film, is like, I've been waiting to see Nightcrawler on the big screen, because, I mean, We've all played the four-player X-Men game. He's a great character oh, yeah. to play. Yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorites to play in that. Um, you know, and it was great to see him on the big screen, but he, he was wasted in my opinion. And I'm hoping that like the new one, he'll get a bigger screen. He'll get more screen time. It already looks like I saw a scene where he's like, uh, I forget who he's fighting. Maybe Archangel. Yeah, Archangel yeah. in like some cage match or something. Yeah, and I was like, this looks pretty cool. Like I like I like this look. I think it's pretty interesting. I don't know how it ties into the film. But um, you know I'm, you know, I just, I just don't want so much preachy shit. You know, I mean mm-hmm. people, people are different, and that's fine. And 
I, I guess maybe for me, I'm just very accepting of different lifestyles and what people yeah. want to do. I just, the way I live my life is if it makes you happy, do it. As long as you're not hurting other people. Like, if you're yeah. a cannibal and you're eating people and killing people, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Because that person might not have wanted to have been, to been uh, your food or killed, you know. But, like, if you want to worship God or you don't or, you know, you want to worship Satan, you want to be gay, you're gay or, you know, you know, you need to – I just – I don't care. I Just be who you are. Have fun with it. You only get one chance at this life, so be the best person you can be. Treat people like – you know, just the way you want to be treated. And I just, I feel like when I watch that in a film and it's constantly being berated on me, film after film, I'm just like, fuck, I just like, I don't care. Like, I know, I know how mm-hmm. I want to live my, I just want to see a good fucking X-Men film, guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just want to like, I just want to go watch it and be like, this is the comic book I read as a fucking 10 year old, you know? And I feel like with Civil War, getting back to that, which is where we started, uh, <laughs> that's what I got. I felt like, even though I didn't read Avengers comics, but I felt like that's what I wanted an X-Men comic to be to me. Like, I wanted to see that head-to-head. Like, you know when the X-Men show, the 90s show, opened up and had, like, Sabretooth and Magneto, and it's, like, Wolverine and Cyclops running towards the middle? Yeah. Like, that yeah. scene when the Avengers run towards each other, I was like, the Russo brothers just made the best fucking X-Men movie. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. has no X-Men in it, you know? And it's yeah. just like... And then that rumor that they kind of want to get Wolverine in on the Infinity Wars, I was like, oh my god, if you do this to me, I will love you <laughs> I will have so many of your babies, and you will love it. Uh. Um, you know, I just, ah, I, it's so good, man. I just fucking love that movie. I'm just scared that the Apocalypse won't be as good, and that makes, I just, mm-hmm. I just want a, a good X-Men movie. And it, you know, I don't feel like I want much from it, you know? I just want Civil War and an X-Men movie. Is that hard? Can we do that? Can we make that happen? You know, it's just, I mean, people get paid millions of dollars to make good films, and I haven't seen one good X-Men movie yet. <laughs> First Class is good, but it just I need to see like the essential like 90s team going at it, you know? Yeah, that's not going to happen until we get Fox handing over characters to Disney, probably. I want to see yeah. Wolverine jump up on a Sentinel that looks like a Sentinel and rip his head off. <laughs> yeah too much it would be so like great if they did that but there would be one problem that would be deadpool because deadpool should definitely not be under disney fox did a pretty good job at that first one so maybe if deadpool was like i don't know like went over to x-force but they still have colossus and and that's a big mess actually but maybe if just fox would fucking follow more of what Marvel did for the X-Men franchise, but still stayed at Fox, so Deadpool could come in and out here and there. What? Maybe something yeah. like that. The only I mean, scene have... I would want of Deadpool in like a Marvel film is him like going up to the Avengers mansion, just trying to get in, and them just slamming the door on him. That's or him hitting, <laughs> him hitting on Thor, like, oh, you have big arms. <laughs> Because I mean, he's like, like him knocking at the door, Iron Man opens up, it's like, oh, fuck you, and just closes the door yeah, on him. Yeah. I mean, this God. is all you have to do to put Deadpool in like a Disney film. You just have to have him turn to the camera, break the, break the wall, and go, so for this film, I have to be PG-13. So you guys aren't going to see the normal wisecracks that I normally do, which I like, just some kind of spiel. 
And then he cracks a joke about, like, and he can say penis jokes all day long because as long as he's not dropping fucking F-bombs and fucking curse words, he's basically fine. I've read something online. Someone had a good idea about this. I forget where, but it's like in PG-13 movies, you get one F-bomb. One fuck, yeah. So he, the whole time he knows he's in a PG-13 movie, so he's going to try and, like, wait for the perfect moment to use it, but then someone else does it, and he's just like... Just get so pissed off from that. That would, that would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> it was yeah, so I mean, good for what they did, though. So I kind of, you know, like, hopefully they just keep going with that. Like, just make the Deadpool universe. Make the X-Force universe. Make them all rated R. Make Cable say fuck a thousand times. You know, whoever the fuck. I don't know much about X-Force, but whoever the fuck else. Bishop. You know, like, just fucking go with it, dude. Like, you obviously, like, hit, hit a chord there, like... That shit was fucking hilarious. So just just keep fucking going with that. Yeah, I mean there I mean there's so many options with X Force. I read a really cool X Force where it's uh Deadpool kind of stumbles onto them trying to rebirth Apocalypse, and he's just like he, basically the comic starts and Deadpool's just walking and complaining about how the X Force like kicked him out for the moment, and he's just like, oh, what's that shiny thing over there? And then he just like runs across the like this plateau. And, like, goes through the sewer, and he's like, oh, fuck, are they trying to, like, regrow Apocalypse or some shit? And then he falls, and then, like, before he falls, he, like, signals the X-Force. He's like, hey, guys, I think, like, uh, you know, they're trying to uh, bring Apocalypse back. And then Wolverine's basically like, ah, oh, fuck, what the fuck happened to Deadpool? And that is the start of an X-Force comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool just finds something, and they're just like, I mean, that would be fucking great. Like, I'd love to see, like, a more r-rated wolverine i think he is he can do the pg-13 he can also do the r-rated i mean he's fucking wolverine yeah he could kind of do both for sure i would i would like to see that uh because the that x-force also consisted of like psylocke and then this uh, character called phantom x which i think maybe grant morrison developed and he was just kind Mm -hmm. of a weird dude but i don't necessarily need to see him i mean obviously cable has to be in there and stuff but um I don't know. I, there's a way to do this, and there are people that are smart enough to figure it out. It's just if Fox trusts them enough to do it and lets them take the gamble, and I think with seeing a film like Deadpool do so well, they're going to take that gamble more often. So it'll be interesting after Apocalypse if this is like Singer's like last X-Men film to see if they like give it to someone else, like the creative team behind Deadpool or some other guys that those Deadpool guys know. They're like, these guys are fucking great. You need to give them X-Men. They know you know, because the, the Fox side of of what uh, what they own of the Marvel, like they need the Russo brothers, that Russo brother team over there doing that. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, it's it's just yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's I, like I said, it's going to be complicated because Deadpool's so like I I if it wasn't for Deadpool, I'd like for the whole thing like x-men just all of them just go over to marvel and make a netflix series like let's just do that but like deadpool can't doesn't really allow for that to happen because if they if they do want deadpool to cross over into the x-men universe which he already has he's been to the fucking x mansion you know there's been talk of professor x and all that jazz and colossus is a core x-men character uh They're 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 definitely going to run into problems with that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And uh, like maybe the cleanest thing is to do X Force at Fox and the next minute at Marvel Disney. So, 
I don't know. Well, I we'll see. We'll see. I, I also think the thing is, too, like, maybe we'll see a shift in, like, maybe Disney should do something different besides put their name on it. Like, this is Disney, but we're called this to do these kind of R-rated films. Miramax. Like that. I mean, we know it's Disney, but that doesn't mean it can't be... You know, like, I kind of look at, like, the DC animated films, and I feel like they went from, like, PG to PG-13, and then The Killing Joke looks like it's going to be, like, an R-rated animated film, you know? Yeah, that's already confirmed to be R. Yeah, and it's like, if they can do that with an animated film, it's like, why can't Disney make a Deadpool 2 an R-rated film, you know? I, look, I, I, I would, I would love for them to do that, but I don't know. Disney won't slap anything with, they won't have anything with R with their name on it. But well, that's what maybe, you think maybe, until they get all that cash. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe if it was Miramax, because that's Disney owned anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, you could that's just possible. Put it under that, so. put, yeah, Deadpool under Miramax, maybe, and then have it like loosely related. Like, I guess there is a workaround. There's always a workaround, I guess. Dude, literally Deadpool two. If it was like Disney, and then Deadpool just got up there and be like. This is a Disney film. I'd be like, oh, fuck, Deadpool, you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because like, I mean, that'd be... That's what that character is. Like, he's that foul mouth. like... I mean, you have a character that had, like, he got his... He got, like, a dildo up his ass. It's like a strap-on up his ass in that film. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that, that, that movie was not R because of action or language so much. It was because you have the main character getting pegged in the butt. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like shit like to, shit like that i was trying to think of like my favorite action scenes in that movie and i was like i don't think there was any but, but you know the action i remember the action was good the action was i i key in on stuff like that like i thought that was really great and then like teenage negasonic warhead i thought was gonna be stupid but the, she was fucking awesome and colossus fucking christ the best fucking usage of colossus we've ever seen like and it was just funny throughout like ryan reynolds just get this gets this character and and like them having like it had more heart than fucking most comic book movies and it's fucking deadpool like it's a whole like beauty and the beast type of thing like beauty's only skin deep and shit like that like they keyed into those themes like it's still Deadpool had a fucking message, everybody. I hate to break it to you, but he fucking yep. did. And they pulled it off. And it was... They fucking did it. They did it. They f- f- fucking A. Like, I can't wait until the next one. Yeah. That was the most surprising thing about that movie. Is like, I cared about what happened to Deadpool and his his lady. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. don't, I don't want her to die. I don't want her to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and that was the funny thing about that movie. Like, the movie I thought I'd give a shit. Like, I wouldn't care about any character in that fucking movie. And I thought I would just be laughing the entire time. And people would die left and right. And be like, oh, his girlfriend, whatever, she's dead. And but <laughs> the whole time I was just like, I was just like, man, I hope they get together. Like, I know it's going to be hard, but that would be a nice ending to this. And it's like, they do. And it's like, oh my God, Deadpool is a fucking romantic comedy. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and they, they kind of undercut it with the humor a bit because when they say that line, like, that's a face I could, and you think he's going to say, she's going to say love, but she says, that's a face I could sit on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like amazing. And I mean, but it's still, be- it still works. It still works so well. Yeah, dude, it's great. I'm, I didn't think I was going to be excited to, like, purchase it when it comes out, but 
Uh, after this conversation, I think I'm gonna have to go and uh, pick me up myself up a copy on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. They they said like it's like breaking Blu-ray records and like personally, I, I made a Facebook post about this. Like I haven't really wanted to buy a Blu-ray in a long time, but I would buy the Deadpool Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. I think the last one I bought, like, brand new was uh, Force Awakens, and uh, that's funny that my next one will be Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There's probably a lot of people like that, though. <laughs> yeah. I, it's really hard for me to go out and just buy a Blu-ray straight up these days, the, especially the, with a lot of outlets to buy used Blu-ray and stuff. The extras are supposedly fucking awesome. I think that's a big reason too. I just kind of want to watch like the filmmaking process and yeah. you know, there's some to good videos and... online about like the visual effects of it. Like they show the breakdown of the opening scene, and it's yeah. just, like that whole opening scene is like ninety percent CG. Yeah. Doesn't look it though, does it? Nope. Good job, guys. You did a good job with that. Yeah. From Superhouse, you guys did a good job. Yes. Yeah, so well, yeah, it's the Tim like, Miller. Yeah, he's the head of Blur Studios, and if you look up their stuff, they do, like, tons of awesome CG trailers for video games, and, like, they've done, like, some movie stuff as well. They did the opening to Thor Dark World, where they're oh. fighting uh, that very opening scene. Uh, they did that. They did the hell scene from the South Park movie years ago, and they've Man, done a lot of good stuff. Cool. But, like, those yeah, are... they've done, like, a ton of DC Comics uh, video game stuff, too. He did the uh, uh, Arkham Origins uh, trail, uh, movie. Yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah that opening where the, he's fighting uh, uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, there's this thing on like Kevin Smith on Fat Man on Batman. He keeps talking about how uh, when he first saw, when he first heard about Tim Miller, the director, he was like, this kid is going places. Like, this kid director is the best. And then he, he, he got a, an email from Tim Miller himself, and he was like, Look, I'm glad you like the movie, but I'm actually in my fifties, <laughs> and this is my this is my first movie actually. But thanks, <laughs> which is cool. It's like this is guy's in his fifties, and he finally did a feature, which and it mm-hmm. turned out to be fucking huge. So yeah, it's yeah. it was like not just for Ryan Reynolds, it was for this Tim Miller guy. And look, by no means was this guy like uh, in poverty or anything, but still, it was cool to see him act, like actually do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great to, like, hear a 50-year-old or even, you know, people younger than us doing this or around our age, like, making these films that we love because it gives you hope, man. Like, I can do this, too. Like, I also have these good ideas, and, you know, it opened up doorways that, you know, even though I'm doing this certain thing, I could direct this next movie or whatever. I don't know, man. It's just great. It's great that, you know, people get these opportunities and they make these great movies, and, you know, hopefully Deadpool 2 will be even better than Deadpool 1, and we'll just, I don't know, man. It's a great time to be alive and be watching comic book movies, in my opinion. Oh, it's yeah. the best, man. It's the fucking yeah. best. And, I mean, I hate to be, like, sometimes I'm just like, you should watch more artsy shit, but I get so excited for this fucking comic book movies, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I love that artsy shit, too, man, And but I get so psyched when, like, when you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see Civil War, I was like, oh, shit, Civil War is that? How the fuck did I miss this? And I literally, <laughs> after that, got online, bought a ticket for the next showtime on Thursday mm-hmm. to go see it. I was just like, I don't need, I don't even know what the fuck happened. What was I doing? Dra- daydreaming about some girls or some shit? I got comic book movies to see. <laughs>
I thought to switch su- well, yeah, to switch subjects quickly, but do we want to talk about Game of Thrones real quick or or do we want to save that? I guess I mean, uh, we should it probably talk great, about man. it. Yeah. I mean, I fucking loved it. I definitely thought for a second episode any apprehension I had about from the first episode, the second episode blew it out of the water. Uh, if there's, I, I, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything about Game of Thrones until it's all over, and then we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, these motherfuckers know what they're doing, and I don't even know why I need to talk about it. It was <laughs> definitely better than the first episode, and I got to say, like, more than Khaleesi or even Tyrion, like, just the, the Arya and Jaqen is his name. Like that, that whole storyline I'm looking forward to the most. Hmm. And like, of course, we all saw Jon Snow coming back. Uh, like that's cool. And and the what's her name, Red Witch Melisandre, she's hmm. she's cool. But like, God, it's just something so cool about cult warriors, like occultic warriors. Like I fucking I eat that shit up, man. I eat it up. Like I, I'm so glad that's a part of the storyline, and I look forward to watching it after we're done with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, I gotta download that. What the fuck am I doing with my life? (laughs) Totally forgot. Legally acquire it, you mean. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pay money for that off PlayStation Network, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually I don't remember it's a whole, it's been a week since I've seen it, but I don't remember much other than the, (laughs) this is not a good commentary, I don't remember much other than Melisandre bringing uh, what's it? Uh, John Snow back, and I like Jack yeah. Ken and Tyrion bringing back the dragons. That was pretty yeah. cool. I only do th- yeah. two things: I drink and I know stuff. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great line. I fucking love that. Like Tyrion, <laughs> Tyrion's solid every time. I mean, is, can we even fucking like say any more? Like he's so fucking. I'm awesome. not gonna comment on him. I'm. Just, I, this is all I'll say. Tyrion was fucking awesome in that episode. That's all I'm gonna mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Every time. That's all. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, Cersei. Oh yeah, the Cersei thing. Like, she's basically trying to play her son, her own son, at this point to get back into power. Is that what's happening? I think so. Well, that well, and you know, they finally have the mountain like doing some stuff where he's, I guess, just walking around, beating the shit out of people that says anything bad about her. Yeah, and exactly. He, that was a great yeah. scene yeah. where he just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told, but it's like, like it's dude, it's some, to, like... just some guy on the street saying shit. It's like go after something, someone a little bigger. <laughs> well, the, yeah. The, I I totally forgotten that he had all that shit done to him because I was like, who yeah. the fuck is this? Because I mean, it's so because like I watch a season and then it's just like, all right, I'll just wait for the next one and I mm-hmm. don't go back and watch the season before I watch the new season. So I had totally mm-hmm. forgotten about that because there's so much that goes on in the show all the time. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, the mountain gets changed a little bit. I'm like, eh, who gives a fuck? I, like, honestly, I want to see the mountain die. So, um, mm-hmm. just as someone to bring him down will be so fucking great. That would but, be awesome, yeah. But, um, you know, I, a solid episode. I mean, ready for the next one. I'm ready for the next, what, fucking eight episodes, seven after this. However many are mm-hmm. left. Uh it's it's Game of Thrones to me is a great ride despite like all the uh, any kind of shit it gets or anything is just like I mean you know what to expect from this show and you know I don't know man I just it's fun it's that sword and sorcery shit that I fucking love and I wait for good versions of it the things I like about the show aren't necessarily 
Like, I'm not, you know, like, I'm in it for, like, direwolves and fucking dragons and fucking Arya being a badass and fucking, like, Jon Snow coming back. Like, that's what I'm in it for. And all the other bullshit that happens, like, I wish it wasn't written. I wish that shit wasn't in there so more people would enjoy it. But you know what? Like, you just kind of got to learn to, like, accept this stuff, but also point out the bad points. It'd be like, yeah, it's shitty that this show does certain things, but, you know, rape's not cool, guys. It's not cool in no in any form. So let's just not do it in Game of Thrones because there's already so much cool shit going on. Everyone should be watching it. Uh, I mean, like, I, I look, I think, uh, what do you call it? Depiction does not equal endorsement. No, um, I agree, but I just think they're, like, if that's a plot point to get around to something, it, they're, you're a better writer than this. You can get through this, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's just, just like the, like the brutality of uh, the the time that it's supposed to be based on that medieval time. Like, listen, that's the thing though. This isn't based on any time. It's fucking fantasy. You can <laughs> yeah. do anything. You can do anything you fucking want in fantasy. And to put rape in there is just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, isn't that why you watch TV shows or play video games is to escape this bullshit world that we live in? People do these terrible yeah. fucking things. You know, like it's not that. Like, I didn't. Like, when the new Tomb Raider game was coming out and there was a rumor that she gets raped in it, I was against it. But yeah. I still wanted to play it, and I played it, and there was no rape scene in it. And I was like, thank you, because this game is fucking great. And I think you, it, you can make yeah. a strong female character, a strong female, without a fucking rape scene to bring her back down to... Uh, like that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me man like it what's just, the yeah. wait but let's before we go on with this what's the most recent recent rape thing that happened it was in from Game last season with sansa yeah with sansa uh, yeah i think that Ramsey, like it can it can Ramsey. get a bit gratuitous but i think that it's not entirely look this is a fictional world okay i'm not fucking endorsing <laughs> rape but like in in in, in game of in, in in Game of Thrones, I think it's I think it's okay as long as it's handled. Look, of course, I don't think it's been handled great every time, but yeah. like in as far as like just to show the brutality of the time, and I do think that it happened probably even more than it does today yeah. in medieval times. Uh, I know it's fantasy, but it's based on medieval Europe, is it not? So I I I think that it'll be like I think it's okay if they just handle it. And with a point, if it had a point to it, if they have it just for shock, shock value, uh, I, I don't like that either. That's why I think they actually didn't really handle it too well, because it was once again Ramsey who, hey, guess what? Up to this point, we know he's a bad guy. Guess what? All the <laughs> shit that he's done, he's fucking. You know, first he cut a man's balls dick off, off, man. Yeah, not his balls, his dick. Not... He cut his dick off. He cut... Then he sent. Oh, dogs after one of his like girlfriends or whatever, then flayed a man alive, and then this most recent episode had his stepmom and stepbrother murdered by dogs again. It's like, get, guess what? We got the fucking point. His that... stepbrother, who is a uh, baby, a, yeah. a total infant. Listen, if you need to declare that someone's evil, just have them step on a baby's head, and I'll be like, alright, that dude's evil. I don't need to know anything else. Like, I want Ramsey's dead. I, I think I, I think that even like, if he turned around and saved everyone in a scene, I'd be like, Ramsey still needs to die. I don't not give a shit. To play devil's advocate here, like real devil's advocate, like Game of Thrones watchers tune into this type of shit because you don't get like a motherfucker killing a baby on any other show you've ever fucking seen in your life. And yes, we do know Ramsey's evil as fuck, but there is like I don't know. There's something to like a character that does some shit you haven't seen before in any other show. You kind of want to see it again. Like it's fucked up, but it's just like 
shit, this motherfucker's killing babies and all kinds of shit. I Dude. this motherfucker's evil, like. <laughs> Dude, I just I think, I feel like a lot of the times Game of Thrones for those scenes is shock value because it is because it is. ninety like ninety five percent of the rest of the show doesn't do any of that shit most of the time and it's still fucking compelling as shit. Like I don't watch the show to see. I've seen some of the worst fucking movies made, <laughs> but I don't like. I watch those movies for that reason. I don't watch Game of Thrones for this reason. I watch it be- because of the characters that I enjoy watching, and it just like I don't know. Like it just, dude. I, you yeah. get. I just. I don't know. It's just, it's not for me. I get why people don't want to watch it, but there is a. The, the thing that sucks about it is there are some really great characters and really great female characters that. Female that females are not watching because of these certain aspects of this show, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, there's no point in this anymore. I just don't yeah. like at this point on. I don't get why like any of the like if there's another rape scene in this season, it's like, are you? I'm gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? It's just like yeah. a staple for Game of Thrones. We just gotta throw a rape scene in, <laughs> and that's when it becomes re- that, that, that's when it becomes for shock value. And I think at this yeah. point, it's become shock value because you have fucking assholes who want to see this shit and you know it just it fucking sickens me and i mm-hmm. game of thrones is great for all the other good characters that they have and they have shitty ones but you can make a shitty character shitty without doing shit like that you can yeah. even make a shitty character shitty without killing a baby you know you just right. have to cut a guy's dick off which i'll watch all day long cut a guy's dick off <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, it's like I, I feel a... the same way though, Maddie, about that stuff. And even like to a lesser extent, like you know, Game of Thrones is about like oh, any character can die, which is you know a, a big thing about you know Walking Dead as well, where anyone can die. It's like at this point, it's like it's no longer a shock thing because yeah, we get it. Anyone can die. Now their big thing is like now he's coming back. It's like they need to have these like things yeah. to like entice people to watch. Like I guarantee you tonight. We are not going to see a continuation of what happens to Jon Snow. That's going to be at least the next episode, next week, not tonight, because they want to get people hooked on stuff, but then like Wait. still dangling out threads. James, did you just say get pe- people hooked on Game of Thrones? What the fuck have they been doing for four fucking years? People are hooked but, on this shit, man. We don't need anything else. We that, just need that, episodes. That's what I'm saying, though. They're still uh, adhering to like these same tropes and stuff to get people to watch where it's just like dude we're already hooked because there are these really good characters but it's like we don't need to see this shock value shit anymore we want to see good characters good interactions and stuff i hate to play devil's advocate again but i do really like some of that shock value shit (laughs) i do really enjoy seeing that because i do not see it anywhere else (laughs) and that's like that's the thing it's like i like i watch i've watched stuff that is 10 times worse than game of thrones so what's 10 times worse solo 120 days of sodom is 10 times worse than anything i've seen on game of thrones oh my god um you, i've just i like i've watched a lot of like really intense shit because i seek that stuff out like Stephen and i've talked about like our metal tastes like how metal kind of like starts you off at a point when you get into it and then people who are really into it just kind of go down to it's just like there's like one note, and this guy's just screaming, growling. <laughs> and this is the most intense shit I've heard. And it's kind of the same way with like watching TV or movies. You look for this intense shit all the time. Because I just want to see something that I'm like, oh god, that's it. I've, I've reached the point. I can't watch anymore. You know, and I like, I've seen 
I've just like I've seen worse shit that's on Game of Thrones. So like one, I don't know, man. It's just like one of the worst rape scenes I've ever seen is in the film Irreversible. Yeah. Game of Thrones can't even touch that shit, man. That's yeah. the most disturbing rape scene I've ever seen. And I, I won't watch that movie again. I don't need to see it again, you know. And I don't know, man. I just that's one thing that bugs me about Game of Thrones because they could have a broader audience with people who would really enjoy a lot of these characters that you try to sell them on, but, like, these, you know, scenes like that just take people out of it. And I don't even think it's, like, the gore scenes, because it's, like, when he kills the mom and the baby in the last episode, you don't see, like, a dog take the baby's head and crunch it, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, it's applied. But, like, yeah. every rape scene is not applied. It's, like, they need to, like, set it up, make it kind of weirdly sexual and then it happens and it's like what the fuck is happening slow the fuck down you know that that ramsey scene was not handled well it really was not and and that's the thing it's like you're romanticizing this fucking atrocious thing that you know hope i don't know i mean i don't know what it's like but i'm sure there are probably women in my life that know what it's like or at least been scared into thinking that that's going to happen I don't know what that's like. I don't want to know what it's like. I hate that they went through it because I love those people. So, I just, you know, just come on, Game of Thrones. I mean, you can make a fucking kick-ass show without that shit. But I will continue to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't want to pay money for it. Because yeah, I don't for sure. a lot of stuff. But yeah. I will talk about it with you guys all day long and watch it, mm-hmm. um, watch it free of charge. I don't care who knows. Fuck it. Come get me, government. <laughs> <laughs> there are things to do to come get someone who's downloading fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think it's just implied at this point, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like I mean, fucking Game of Thrones banks on people downloading fucking episodes. Because then it's just like when people read that, they're like, "Oh, I gotta watch that shit." If pe- this many people are fucking illegally downloading it, I gotta get on HBO now. I wonder how many. Like, mm-hmm. wanted like be behind the scenes at HBO just to see how many like people they versus how many people downloaded it illegally versus how many people sign up for hbo go because they might be scared that they'll get caught it was like the most downloaded show because nobody has a hbo not many people yeah but you know i it's just i don't know man man i like game of thrones uh can't wait for this next episode gonna download it immediately and watch <laughs> yeah. it or yeah. tomorrow when i get off work but you know, it's fun. The things I like about it are not the things that I think get it the attention that it gets, which there are so many other good things going on in that show that make it such a great show to watch, like acting and stuff, and uh, just fucking dragons, man. Fuck yes. Um, did you guys, I didn't know that Sean Bean actually got like in a bar fight, got stabbed, but sewed up his own wound and continued drinking. <laughs> like, and it was like he was hanging out with a woman or like a friend of his, and some guy was, like, making cat calls at her, and then they got into it. And then they got stabbed him with, like, something. And then he just was like, no, that's all right. Basically, it's a flesh wound. And, like, Are you telling me that Sean Bean is the greatest human being alive? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I, I'm just thinking that he <laughs> dies an awful lot for being such a fucking badass. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I, I just read this story the other day, and I was like, Are you, why, why didn't Ned have to die? That's not that was probably, like, when I read the book, I was just, when that part happened, I was like, are you, fu-? like, why should I read the next book? I don't even give a shit. I love Ned Stark. Yeah. But now he's dead. Dude, but so good. When he gets, when that happens, you're just like, what the fuck? 
George R. R. Martin, you got it, dude. You got it. Mm-hmm. So we had like just a, some like miscellaneous shit, like as far as oh, Power uh, Rangers. Yeah, I I actually wanted to say something really quick about this. Um, Johnson and I have talked about this for a bit on our own, but um, just like I want to talk about my fandom for Power Rangers as like from back in the day. So I was born in '84. Power Rangers came out around the summer, I think, of 95. So I was 11. And maybe even before that, maybe I was 10. And then, but I, but I remember, like, I was so fucking into it. I thought it was so awesome. And then, like, a lot of my classmates were like, they thought it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they thought, like, people were already too old for it by 11. And I was just yeah. thinking, like, I'm 10 or 11, man. Like, why am I too old for this? This is fucking sweet. And, like, I loved, look, I loved martial arts. I loved the fighting. I loved robots. And I also learned it was from Japan. So I just thought it was so excellent. And it was like a Scooby-Doo type of thing where it was like a similar kind of, uh... It was the same fucking story every fucking episode. Yeah. But I loved (laughs) it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Green Ranger was my favorite. And then I liked all the fucking toys and, and, and... when the movie came out, I liked that. Shortly after the movie, I probably stopped liking it. So I'm not well. Yeah, I probably got out of it for the most part because I was like 12, 13, and people were thought I was really too old for it by then. And uh, it was just it was like one of the first times like like whenever we, when we liked Pal, uh, not Power Rangers, but when we liked Ninja Turtles, pretty much everybody was on board. We were all like five, six, seven, eight. Like, everybody on the playground, right? You guys probably have a similar experience. Like, fucking everybody loved that shit. But when Power Rangers came out, it was like just a few stragglers liked it. And it just, like, really was, like, it weirded me out. Because I was like, look, man, like, this is the new Ninja Turtles. Like, this is, this, everybody should be loving this shit. This is so great. And people were, like, preteens by that point and wanting to fuck each other. So... <laughs> so like I, I remember that was like a very like tough time for me because I just I was just such a fucking nerd even then I was like I just could not I could not let it go and like just a side another side tangent type of thing but I remember like around this time it's like fifth or sixth grade this is whenever people started to play kickball on the instead of playing on the playground and I loved playing on the playground so much and playing as one of the Power Rangers or Ninja Trolls or even X-Men. Like, I loved that more than playing sports, which was kickball in this case. And I had such, such a hard time adjusting to everybody else who was already moving on to this kind of stuff. And, uh, God, man, it was just, it was just, it was like my, it was like a, the preteen time was rough for me because of that kind of shit. But moving on to, like, the new costume, I think it looks pretty good. I mean, there's been this comment of, like, the, uh, they look like Iron Man Power Rangers, or they, the, why do the women have heels, and yeah, I don't like, I, I wish they didn't give the women heels, but whatever. I like, I think I heard that the X-Men First Class writers are writing, I think I could be corrected on this, but I think that they're writing this one, so it looks like the story might even actually be somewhat decent so i'm actually kind of excited about these new power rangers uh and i know this is even nerdier than what we even usually talk about but uh i'm kind of into it what do you guys think 
I I have a similar background to you where it's like, yeah, I remember the uh, show first coming on. It was definitely more of a, you know, a guilty pleasure for me, too. Even knowing as a little kid, I kind of knew, like, a lot of others weren't really watching it, but I was. I definitely, like, watched at least the first season of it, and now there's, like, hundreds, thousands of episodes or something because, like, they just went on forever, but I kind of stopped. Uh, I, I remember a funny thing of, like, maybe a couple of years later, like, catching it on again and, like, the putties were, you know, the generic guys that they always fought. I like well, the first season, like, they actually used martial arts against them. In the later seasons, it's like, I could see as a kid, they had, like, a giant button on their chest. And they would hit everywhere but there. Then finally the last hit, they hit, and they just explode or disappear or something. Like, even as a kid, I knew it was like, dude, just walk up and, like, fucking poke them in the button. And they're gone. It's like, why are you even bothering anymore? But yeah, like, with the recent costume, this is why I... Um, Reading online, I I like the Power Rangers costumes more than actually Rita Repulsa. Uh, like hers, it's just like, you know, once again, like what we talk about with costumes with the X Men stuff. It's not like what I remember for her and stuff. So it's like oh that yeah, was like it's the one. pretty different. Yeah, yeah. But like some have speculated, like she used to be like a Green Ranger or something. So it's like that's her costume, just like ripped apart and stuff. So. It could be like an interesting take on that, but it's the big. It's weird to see how they look in motion too, because it's just that one still. It's like, does anybody really care how faithful they are to Rita Repulsa's costume? It's like, <laughs> like she actually looks better than that old, like purpley looking one back in the day. Like mm-hmm. she does look a little bit like Poison Ivy a little bit, but she still looks good. And I do think that Elizabeth Banks's performance, she's she's going to pull through. Oh, yeah. I think she's going to... Look, you don't have to be fucking Hamlet. It's Rita Repulsa, for God's sake. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it, she's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just... Um, I wasn't... I liked uh, Power Rangers just because I like like the giant monster versus another like mech or oh, another yeah. monster. Like, I always like Godzilla. Mechs. Like, come yeah, on. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always liked the mech stuff and, like... Um, Godzilla and anything that comes with that. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Pacific Rim, but I definitely like those big monster fights. Um, I, I'm just like an action, like, sci-fi, just horror, comic book dude at heart, man. Like, if you put that shit in a movie, I'm going to be interested. And uh, I think the suits look pretty cool. I mean, I don't expect much. I'm not, like, a huge fan. I don't hold this, like, dear to my heart. Like, Right. Like I do the X-Men films, if you listen to the earlier rant that I've gone on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think it could make for a cool movie. I didn't know who was writing it, so the first class guys could be great. Uh, I mean, I think it's one of those things that has to, like, pay homage to the source material, maybe make make little clips at it from time to time. But I think as long as it sets itself into something new and this is the new Power Rangers, you can really do whatever you want. I think yeah. Rita looks great. I think that costume looks cool as fuck. I think the Power Rangers look pretty cool, except for for an updated uh, for an updated Power Rangers. I was like, I, this seems like a logical step. Like I didn't look yeah. at it and go, oh my god, they totally messed up. Like it doesn't look that much different from. I mean, they have a movie budget, a huge movie budget now. They don't have a TV budget, you know. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it looks fine. I, I'm kind of like James. I'm definitely gonna have to see some stuff in motion and some like some kind of plot outline just to see what happens but you know uh, i always like the main uh the main mech they turned into and i think 
with today's graphics, that shit could be fucking tight. Yeah, if they if they get that robot design down, I think that uh, they're definitely gonna draw a huge audience. Cause, I mean, look, we live in a world where Transformers and Ninja Turtles are drawing huge, huge audiences. So, this Power Rangers shit, uh, I mean, that's the next logical step. So, um, it's definitely gonna be exciting to see where they go from here. Do you, I'm gonna say this. I kind of want to see the new Turtles movie. No, yeah, I wanted I to talk about to that. that loud. I don't want to say it out loud, but I did. And <laughs> I haven't and even I haven't even seen the first one. Uh, I haven't I, even seen the I, first I one, and I was like, one and I, I was like, see that. when I but saw the trailer, better. yeah, when I saw the trailer, it's like they're they're what they're doing is they're doing kind of what Marvel's doing. They took a hint so that they're like embrace your mythology as silly as it is. You have a talking warthog and rhino and a fucking truck that shoots sewer caps. Is that silly? Yeah, no, it is. No, but it's not. <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. It's great. <laughs> the Techno is in the fucking trailer. Like throw all that shit lean into your fucking lean into your mythology like fucking full stop. Just Fucking do it. It's been working for 20 years now. Just fucking go ahead. And that's what makes this trailer more appealing than even the first one. And I hate to say it because it's like a Michael Bay thing, but it looks halfway decent. Dude, I think Bebop and Rocksteady look so fucking cool, man. And that's like, <laughs> fucking Krang looks cool. And I still think the turtles look fucking weird as shit, but it's like yeah, it doesn't yeah. even bother me because they're getting this other half right. Yeah. Um, I actually think the like Michelangelo character, like the guy who voices him, I'm like that sounds like Michelangelo to me. I could some of the other characters I don't care for, but um, it just like I was watching the trailer in front of Civil War and I was like, are you serious? You're fucking Sony showing this shit in front of fucking Captain America? And then I was watching it and I was like, God, why do I want to see this? Yeah, exactly, the exactly. Because like, they're I leaning went, into it, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, like, I'm totally in agreement with the whole, like, leaning into, like, what made these characters these characters. I think, like, getting away from making them look so much like turtles and, but then kind of going back and making them look like turtles was a wrong step. You should have just embraced, like, I'm not saying up, not update the characters. Like, I don't want to see the cartoon versions in CG form. That just look weird as shit. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. I just definitely think the departure to try to make them aliens and then, like maybe make them turtle-like and then i just it just seemed like honestly if they would have made this film and then changed the way the turtles look i don't think anyone would have given a shit mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like i don't yeah. think people were like they look different from the first one i would have been like shut your face come on yeah. these are the turtles i know you know yeah. and um i mean i feel like i don't know it just looks more fun than the last one and just looks like it's not taking itself as seriously um like you said andrew it's just like you got to pay you got to pay those dues to the old characters, man. That's what that's what I fell in love with as a kid. That's what I drew like in my, you know, notebooks as a kid, you know? And that's what I want to see on film. But yes, I hate that I kind of want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, I I might not ever see the first one. I'll just see the second one cuz it just looks like, okay, this looks fun and they they know it's silly, but they they know it's fun too, so let's just let's just roll with it, you know. I mean, like, who are you trying to get to like sell to this audience? Like, I mean, you're gonna get little kids who want to see turtles because they just don't give a shit what turtles look like, and then <laughs> you're kind of like, you know, like they'll watch the Nickelodeon cartoon which is on, which is fairly good. Yeah, it is good. 
And then, you know, and then you're going to get the people like ourselves who grew up with the Turtles who want to go see a new Turtles movie. Like, who are you trying to get? Like, 70-year-olds? 70-year-olds don't give a shit about the Ninja Turtles. No. You know, 50-year-olds don't care. Like, maybe some 40-year-olds. But they want to see the Turtles that we know, or maybe, like, the, like, the comic version, which we'll probably, like, the closest we'll get is that first Turtles film. But, you know, I just, it just... Like, come on, man! Give us what we want. Give us some X Men fun costumes. Give us turtles that look like turtles. Give us some Power Rangers shit. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. Exactly. I, I just. I, I don't get the. I, like, I get studios because you're like putting all this fucking money into it, and you're scared, and you're so worried. But it's just like, I mean, time and time again, they're proven that we'll watch about fucking anything as long as it reminds us of our childhood. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And that's the thing that, like, gets me about it is, like, every time one of these movies comes out and every time the fans are just like, that was shitty because it didn't look like this. They're like, do another one, but kind of make it look like that. But don't really because we don't want to scare people. It's like, listen, if there's one people you need to accept is the fans because they will come out every fucking time. Even if you release one every fucking three months, we would be there. You best believe if they release an X-Men, like, a fucking Captain America movie in every three months, I'd be there. No matter how <laughs> shitty it was. Yeah. I would watch it every time. You know, I think to, just... to date, there's only two superhero movies I haven't seen, and that is Ghost Rider 2 and Fa- the new Fantastic Four. Dude, you haven't seen Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance? No, I have not. That movie is nope. fucking great. Is it really? Yes. Okay. Have you seen Crank and Crank 2? No, I have not. Oh my god, dude. What the fuck is <laughs> So it's these guys who made these crazy. James, have you seen Crank or Crank Two? Yeah, I've seen them both. Okay, so you have. The, have you seen the Ghost Rider movie? No, just the oh, first one, not the not the. I thought I, called, I thought I. I thought I called you friends. Um, so you have these guys who made these crazy ass action movies, like they did Gamer, uh, the Crank movies, which are like they're just fun action movies. And they do this with the Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance is up there in, like, my top five favorite Marvel comic book films. Are you serious? Yeah, dude, because it's so fucking weird and crazy. It's just... It, Ghost Rider looks fucking cool as shit. He's all, like, <laughs> tarred up. His, his, he has a fucking black skull in it, dude. I heard that was terrible. No, dude, it's so good. It First one's really? pretty bad. What? First one so, is pretty bad. But the first this one's one... terrible. You're yeah. saying two two is much better than one. Two is much better than one. Wow. In my opinion. I love that movie. So the thing that bugs me about <laughs> Ghost Rider 1 a lot is, so they take the skull and map it out to where your skull would be without muscle and face, on, like without skin on it, which is wrong because when you're drawing a comic book character, you need to size proportions to make it look proportionate. So you have this Ghost Rider in the first film that has this huge big leather jacket on with this really tiny head. That's not cool. It looks fucking <laughs> terrible. So what they do in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance is they make everything proportionate so that the skull is slightly bigger than it actually should be, which is great because that's what you do as an artist. You take something and you make it look cool as shit, even if it's not proportionally correct. Right, Because, right. like, who wants to see a tiny skull on the top of this human body? Because it does, like, obviously in Ghost Rider 1, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It looks terrible. But Ghost yeah, Rider yeah. Spirit of Vengeance, man, I stand behind. It's a crazy fucking film. It's about the occult and fucking weird shit and the devil's in it and fucking different cults are in it. Um, there is some stuff that I'm like, ah. But for the most part, I think it's a solid, weird fucking 
until Deadpool came out, I didn't think we would get another weird kind of crazy Marvel film. I thought Marvel was going to play it safe, and like just everything that they did, they were just going to play it safe with this Iron Man, Captain America, just like these characters that they can play safe with, you know? Like, I mean, even with, like, Black Panther and Doctor Strange, those aren't that weird of films that are coming out. I mean, yeah, Doctor Strange has magic in it, but it's not dealing with, like, flaming skulls and fucking the devil, you know? So, it's gonna, like, it's just a fun little film in, like, kind of like the Blade movies in, like, the early Marvel days before they became the powerhouse that they are. I recommend Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance to anyone who has ever read a Ghost Rider comic. Okay. And it, it... it is the ghost like I'll, we'll probably never see a Ghost Rider movie again. Like I hope that's not true, but I think these guys made the best Ghost Rider movie they could, probably with the restrictions they had. And Ghost Rider looks fucking dope as shit in this movie, man. Wow. It's okay. So and the graphics are pretty good for it too. They do a lot of daylight stuff, which I was kind of scared of when I saw it, because I was like, why would you put Ghost Rider in the daylight? That seems like a dumb move. But they did it. It looks cool. He just does a lot of weird, creepy shit. Oh, man. I just want you guys to watch it. Like, okay. It's going to be a conversation for the next one. I haven't seen... The, I actually, I, I lied earlier. I, I, I haven't seen Punisher Warzone either. What? Punisher Warzone is so good. That's like the, the the three I have not seen. I think I've seen every other superhero movie. You can skip that last Fantastic Four movie, dude. Fuck that shit. Yeah, but that's what I heard. You have to see Spirit of Vengeance and Warzone. Because, were... like, they might not be, like, great Marvel films, like, compared to, like, Civil War or Winter Soldier... But they're just so weird and so strange, and like they play up the, you know, kind of like what we want from certain movies, like that we're complaining about. They play it up like the Punisher villain in it, like Jigsaw is just like fucking. He is made out of like his face is all cut up and made out of weird different parts of skin, man. It just like adheres to that like weird comic book sense and like. Let me tell you, I think I missed that because I was in Japan at the time, and I think it's just it was a kind of a minor movie that came out. I know it's a Marvel movie, but I I don't know. I just totally missed it because I just wasn't watching as many movies when I lived over there. I I will say Ray Stevenson as Punisher is up there. I will put John, uh, the new Punisher, up there as my number one. Because uh, I just think he sold that role so well, and I didn't think that he would. And then uh, Ray Stevenson would probably be my number two. He's really good. But man, I love me some Tom Jane though. I love Tom Jane so much. Yeah, he was if good. That I... movie, if that movie would have been like a hard R Punisher film, that movie would have been fucking great. I looked it up. It it was came out in two thousand eight, the same year as Iron Man, so I think it was overshadowed. And Dark Knight. So yeah. War, Punisher Warzone was just totally overshadowed for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like. Only right now, I feel like, has Punisher become a very popular character just because of Daredevil. Like, I mean, there are fans of him. And, you know, I, I've had many Punisher comics in my time. And I always, I've always watched every Punisher movie that's come out. Even the Dolph Lundgren one that's kind of weird and not really based on the comics at all. But, you know, uh, he's always a character I'm interested to see what he's going to do and how he shows up in current uh, stories. Like, even when he shows up in Civil War, the comic is really fun. Talk about like showing up in uh, the uh, Russo Brothers movie. Going to uh, going into uh, what you call it, um, like we talk about, do the original costumes. Would you want to see a Punisher with the white belt and white boots? Dude, bring it on, man! <laughs> I think I like that. I like actually like that costume. Like, bring on the white boots, dude! Like, it, just yeah, fucking I mean, do it, man! I mean, they'll definitely. I mean, white's such a weird color because it's gonna get dirty, especially when you think Punisher. Yeah. But I mean, I, I I don't know, man. I mean, I definitely like the I I think Punisher 
I think that Punisher is a very idolized version of Punisher, and I think the Punisher we're getting now in comics and with uh, Daredevil is very much the way a Punisher would really be yeah, in today's yeah. time. Yeah. He's a very realistic really character. Well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if they put him in it, you know, for whatever reason to make a joke or something, I think it would be funny. But, um, or to make a quip about him wearing white shoes or white boots and something in, in his own series would be really funny. But, um, I just don't think it would work for, like, the current climate of, like, what they're doing with Daredevil and what they will do with Punisher and the whole Defenders stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing I like about Punisher is, though, that he doesn't, I mean, nowadays, he doesn't really dress like a superhero. And I don't, he's kind of like Batman. I say Batman's a superhero, but I don't really see him as one. He's just a dude in a bat costume. And Punisher's just a dude that wears a skull on his chest and does does what batman does basically except he kills people mm-hmm. yeah he's like he's like one of the few characters that can like be updated and we're like oh all right that's that's cool yeah <laughs> like i can I, see that yeah i would have really liked for him to have been in civil war and captain america been like all right we're gonna go with what the punisher says and then punch the punisher in the face and be like why the fuck did i go with what the punisher said <laughs> yeah exactly but uh yeah man Dude, you guys gotta watch both those movies, man. I just—I need to know what you think. Like, you might hate Ghost Rider, but I like—I it's in my Blu-ray. It's like right under my Captain America: Winter Soldier right now. Wow. So I fucking love that movie, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. I just don't—you're—I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again. I think that time for Marvel just kind of experimenting is over. They know the—they have their formula and they're going to use it for the rest of time. I, Until, I just like no one fir- goes sees a Marvel movie. The first one was just not that great, and I just the reviews weren't good for the second one, so I just never got around to it. Dude, fuck reviews, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not a huge like Nicolas Cage is okay in it. He's not the Johnny Blaze that I would choose or pick. Um, I don't know who I would choose to play Johnny Blaze, but I just felt like he was. I know I think he was only chosen because he's a big fan of Ghost Rider. And then he probably was interested in playing the role, so they gave it to him. But yeah. I, I, I think if they ever did decide to do Ghost Rider again with a different cast and stuff, it could be like a really great franchise. But you know, I, I just don't think with the bad taste of like at least the first one. And I think people were, I mean, not the, the second one's weird, man. It's just a weird little movie, but I just love it for its weirdness. Do yeah. I think it's as good as like the Cap movies or some of the best Marvel films? No, but it's just. Once you watch it and you see, like, the weirdness of it, you'll be like, man, that's a fucking weird Marvel movie, man. Like, and then you'll go, we'll never see that again. Like, the weirdest thing I've seen is Deadpool, which is a pretty straightforward movie. He just curses a lot and there's blood in it, you know? And he gets pegged. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, that's the current climate. We're all going to do it at some point, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on how much I love that person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's all about love. Have you guys done it? Tell me the truth. Um, oh my god, they're quiet. They've done it. Nope. They don't even want to talk about it. I'm not going to say, Maddie. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I'll ask your lady when I come to L.A. That's all for right. sure. <laughs> well, like, it's a good time me. to start wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah. I got to go and Ending it watch with Game of Thrones and then go sleep. Exactly. All right, so uh, I'm going to end it out. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening to Superhouse Podcast, episode 13. You can catch us on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes at uh, search for Superhouse Podcast. 
Um, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash superhouse podcast, twitter.com slash superhouse pod. We're going to be posting our first uh, YouTube video on youtube.com slash superhouse podcast. And I think that's it. Oh, Instagram as well. Search for Superhouse Podcast. We're on there. We've been posting a bit on that. And I think that's it. Anybody got anything else to say? Nope. No. Goodbye. Uh, all right, cool. see Civil War. I personally yeah. am going to be in Again. Japan next <laughs> week. Yeah. I'm going to be in Japan next week. I'm leaving tomorrow at 6 p.m. my time. I'm going to be there until... Eight, the 18th of May, so uh, I'll be there for a little bit, and I'll be posting a shitload of videos, hopefully. Uh, and I think that's it. I'm hopefully going to be uh, remoting in from Japan like Israel did that time, and um, I think that's all I got. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See ya.